Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. Looking forward to a good show this evening. Obviously, uh, we're coming off a all-time classic live show on Sunday night. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. Um, we discussed homosexuality. If you guys are unfamiliar with my views on that, or you know what the what the Bible says about it, how God feels about it, you know it's obviously a hot topic with Obama, you know politically and, and you know socially. Um, but we really went back to the basics. We talked about some some really classic, um, you know, stories from from the Old Testament, Sodom and Gomorrah, Noah's Ark, and all that. You know, just oh, and as, as well as many other scriptures that that really help you guys get a good understanding of what God's views on on uh, same-sex marriages, gay marriages, homosexuality as a whole. So definitely shout out to everybody who tuned into that show, all-time classic show. Tonight we're gonna switch it up a little bit. And you know, shout out to everybody who tuned in last night. We actually that was a rebroadcast of uh, our special on generational curses that we did. And um, so yeah, a lot of people tuned into that one as well. Just so you guys know, real quick, man. I don't. To me, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not into numbers, but just so you guys know, last week was our highest rated week ever here on the Data on Tolbert Show. So I just want to thank you guys for for making that the case and, and tuning in and listening to the archives and you know and sharing the links and you know everything that you do to continue to help this show grow and be heard all around the world. So just want to take a quick minute to um to say thank you for that. Barbershop Talk Tuesdays as of late has become my highest rated night of the week. Um that is because what you got from specifically what you guys are going to hear this evening. You're going to hear some of the realest men and in my opinion the realest men um, in the country, talk about issues that we talk about in barbershops around the, you know, pretty much all over. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my panel in a second, but first, just to let you know what we're going to be discussing tonight. Tonight's topic is going to be church girls. It's entitled church girls, church women, church ladies, however you want to classify it. But what's, what happens in today's society is this: we have a number of you know, as you know, going you know, going back to my life as a single man, um, you know, my pre married days, you know, I would encounter and men all over are encountering women who claim to be, you know, living for Christ, women who live a lifestyle that appears to be that they would live, be living for Christ. However, their actions, their behaviors, you know, their movements, their interactions with men tell a much different story. So we're just going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about the fakeness. We're going to talk about the double lives. We're going to talk about, you know, what we as men have experienced and what we are experiencing to, in today's society in regards to women who act one way but live and act in a totally different manner. So I encourage you all to call in with comments, with questions, with feedback. I'm excited about tonight's show. I know I see Courtney is here. She's listening. She's a fly on the wall this evening. So we'll, you know, revert back to her a little bit later on. Um, I want to go ahead and introduce my, my all-star panel this evening. I see my man James here to start off. James, what's going on with you, man? Data, how are you today, man? Um, you got a great topic for tonight's show, and I look forward to hearing what the other brothers have to say about it. I'm very excited about the show, so I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And, and let's be clear. You know, we are all men who love Jesus Christ. We are all men who are either 
You know, I'm married. I don't believe anyone else is married. Um, I know no one else is married. And these are all men who are looking for a wife. You know what I mean? These are not like your guys out there in the, you know, who are content in the player stage. Just so you guys know who you're talking to, these aren't men who, you know, are out there wilding out. These are men who who are, who are living for Christ, who who are saying, "Look, I've I've had my fun, I've done what I've done, but at the same time, now I am lo- I'm ready to settle down with the with a good Christian woman of God who you know can be a great mother of my children and a good wife to me. That's who you're talking to tonight." So we're gonna get it in. That's my man James. Keeps it. I love love his 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 feedback, his comments, his posts, the advice he gives. His classic advice. Shout out to him. Good to have him here tonight. Second on the panel, my man Marv is here. Now Marv, honestly, keeps it real as real as any man that I've met so far. You know, definitely I've met a lot of real guys, but I haven't met a lot of real men with who who are not afraid to speak about these real issues in the presence of women and directly to women the way Marv has done over the last few months that I've known him. So, again, Marv, what's going on with you? Welcome to the show. Peace, Brother Day Don. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. What, what's your, what, you know, how do you feel just about this topic tonight on, on you know, the, the quote-unquote good girls who end up being, you know, bad girls behind closed doors? Bad girls behind closed doors. Uh, that's a very great question, man. Uh, you know, we definitely want to touch on a lot of uh, interesting uh, concepts. You know, that surrounds this topic. I mean, uh, I can I can definitely speak from a uh, you know firsthand perspective of my experiences dealing with church girls, uh, who, in my opinion, they actually use the church to hide their uh, you know. Um, their you know their situation, um, their, their, their promiscuity. I should say they, they use the church to hide behind it. I guess they feel like what better place to you know to hide and to do what they do, but you know uh, than than in church. So uh, it was definitely um, a topic that I can't wait to uh, really delve on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good to have you here. Also, next on the and please understand, like I said, this is unprecedented stuff. That you guys are gonna get like the men I'm introducing right now. Keep it as real as any men you will ever hear, hands down, bar none. I can guarantee you that. You guys already know what I bring to the table. Forget me, but these men, you know, take nothing away from none. Of, it's like not missing a beat. Just as real as, as, if not more than myself. Look at my man Lewis here chilling. Lewis, what's up with you, man? What do you think about tonight's topic? Oh, thank you, Daydon. Yes. It's an honor to be back here in the barber seat with these great men, um, and I think it's a great topic um, because ladies treat church like an alibi. Now I know, now I know the ladies out there that watch the murder mysteries know what I'm talking about when they go to the suspect's house and they ask him, you know, where were you on the night of the murder? And he said, Oh, I'm just chilling. I was just chilling at my girlfriend's house, so I couldn't have committed the murder. Well, that's how that's how women do church. As soon as they get called out for some of the things they do on Friday and Saturday nights, then they want to say, I go to church. But, ladies, you need to understand that you can't claim church on Sunday but then be ashamed of it on Saturday night when you're in that that leopard print that's so tight that if you take a deep breath, you're out there for all the world to see. So let me just give you this question to think about, ladies. If the police were to arrest you on Friday or Saturday night, and they accused you of the crime of representing Jesus Christ, would they have enough evidence to convict you? Mm, mm, mm. 
said, no, nah, there's reasonable doubt. <laughs> they ain't going to jail. They said, no, nah, you know, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. They they finding the OJ loopholes, you know what I mean? I see last but not least my man Steve is here. But, you know what, Louis, that's an excellent uh, analogy. That's a great point, and we're definitely one that we're going to get into a little bit more tonight. I'm looking forward to tonight's show, man, because, like I said, on, on Sunday night, we, we took it straight from the Bible, you know what I mean? Scripture for scripture, word for word, what God thinks, what the Bible says. Tonight, this is straight, you know, just, you know what I mean? This is what we do best right here. I mean, Sunday night was a classic, but nothing's going to be like what we're going to be talking about tonight. Just real-life experiences, you know, from from male from the male perspective. My man Steve is here. Steve, what's up with you tonight? Oh, day down, ready to chop it up with the fellows, barbershop talk, and... Glad it's starting to be the top-rated show. And, you know, uh, the virtuous woman, man, you know, uh, man, a lot of fellows are looking for her nowadays. But uh, we have in the society, uh, I go to Borders Bookstore, we got a thousand books on, you know, oh, you can have sex, you know, you'll be fine, uh, you'll make it. It's like hitting a Powerball, ladies, just, just, just leave it alone. <laughs> hey, Steve, let, let me ask you, though, man, like, you... Have you had personal experiences with women who, who, as we just jump right into it, who act one way, you know, maybe when you meet them, they give you, uh, maybe online or, you know, wherever you meet them, but then you, they just act totally different when you get them behind closed doors? Man, I was at a Kirk Franklin, you know, uh, concert at a church, man, and met this girl, and next thing you know, you know, she's asking me, you know, what what my size is. You know, she's checking out the package. You know, I got plenty of church girl stories, man. For real, let's not get into the Roman Catholic Church. Oh my God. Oh man. Oh man. I, I wasn't, <laughs> he said. He said she asked what his size was. Like, yo, that's crazy out here. You know, I see Kurt, Courtney lurking. Courtney, what's up with you? How do you feel about tonight's topic that we're about to get into? I'm excited about it. I want to hear what you guys um, have to say. Absolutely. You know any women who fit that, uh, you know that 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 persona, that 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 Jock Doctor Jekyll, Mrs. Hyde, you know, freak one minute, good girl the next. That was me pretending wow. <laughs> to be a good girl. I would never say I was ever a good girl, but I would pretend to be, you know, in public. But it was totally different, you know, behind closed doors. That's crazy. We may need to hear some of your stories as well. We'll hear from Steve. We'll hear from Courtney. We're here. We're going to hear some stories tonight, man. We're going to hear what really goes on behind closed doors. I'll share some stories. This is how I'm going to start it off, and, and I'm going to start with my man Marv, man. This is what I said online, though. I said, now, use the, the, the analogy of, of this whole political thing, which I found, it just came to me one minute, so I decided to put it up and get some feedback on the Dayton Tolbert Show Facebook page. There is a lot of um, there's a huge debate going on about this. Some women took offense to it, but hey, what else is new? Um, but this is what I said. I said that if you ask most single black women if they support Mitt Romney, you know, most of them will tell you like absolutely not. You know, many will say hell no. But when you and you ask them, we'll say you know why is that? They'll say, well, no, because he lies, he's a flip-flopper, he can't be trusted, he doesn't have our best interests at heart. I say, oh, that, that, you know, that's interesting that you would say that, because if that's the case, my question would be to many of those women, why do so many single black women support and endorse and even have sex with these no-good, deadbeat men who also lie 
can't be trusted and don't have their best interests at heart. I, I found that to be interesting. I mean, these are the same women who will, you know, finance a, a man's, you know, drug habits. These are men, women who will put these men through school. These are women who will, you know, buy PlayStations and, you know, finance his, his going out, buy them cars and, you know, pretty much do everything. I mean, these, these women will, will give all types of money, not get anything back, have these men be cheated on them. But then they'll act like they'll have the nerve to be like, no, I'm voting for Obama because he's going to be better for the economy. I'm like, the economy, you, you, what you, what you worried about the economy for when you, you, you spending out thousands of dollars on a man who's having sex with other women? And, and you know, those women, those same women will go to church and say, well, there ain't no good men out here. Marvel, have you ever met women like that? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why these women. Hold up, Marv, you sound a little muffled right now. Can you hear me now? Uh, that's a little bit better. Go ahead. Okay, good. Um, what I was saying was there's a lot of reasons, Zaydan, why uh, these particular women choose these type of men. Um, you know, from, from from my observations, what I'm what I'm seeing is uh, pretty much like these men, uh, um, you know, they're in a, a position of dependence, and women, you know, are naturally uh, nurturing. So they look at that particular man as somebody that they can take care of like a child someone who they feel like they can control um, in their mind. They feel like this man is easier to control. If I pay for his uh, tuition or if I buy him this PlayStation or if I feed him, you know, clothe him, in their mind they think that this man isn't going anywhere. And that's just the total opposite. So a lot of it is, you know, a woman wanting to, um, uh, you know, be um, allowing a man to be dependent. But then, you know, at the same time, it's like when they know that the man is out there cheating, they they continue to just enable this this particular person, and then on Sundays here they are in church when the preacher asks, you know, and uh, does anybody have any prayers, prayer requests? They're the first one raising their hand. You know, they're saying, you know, pray for me and my and my boyfriend, pray for me and my man, so that we can work it out. I'm like, that's, you know, that's you need to be praying for, you know, for some, you know, for some mental clarity or some for for just a new a new way of thinking because uh, this this particular thought process isn't getting you anywhere. Yeah, ladies, and that's the thing, man. Y'all really gotta get off that whole, you know, financing a man to think that you, to, you know, to think that that will keep him. Like Marv said, that will that will actually do the opposite. You know, when you when a man has a good thing, when a man sees someone who he perceives to be weak, someone who has self low self esteem or self esteem or or insecurity issues, that's the first thing that's gonna make him, you know, treat you wrongly. You know, any whether it's an animal in the wilderness, the moment somebody sees weakness, they seek to take advantage of that person. You know, and and that's what this, what's happening to a lot of you guys out there. So don't you know, don't support Obama because you think he's you know for the black people, for the middle class. But at the same time, you're throwing away your own money, you know, on these no good dudes. James, anything to add to that? You know, they done a 100% cosign on Mars statement. Uh, I think I think the reality is, man, a lot of these women see these men, these type of men, as projects, you know, somebody that they can, you know, take off the streets and they can dress them up and make them look, look nice and, and bring them into the church and, you know, and, and show off and, you know, and, and contribute it to, you know, look what God blessed me with, when in reality, you know, God didn't bless you with a man that's cheating on you or God didn't bless you with a man that doesn't love God. You know, this is something that you wanted, and, you know, and a lot of the women, they end up uh, in a bad situation, and then, you know, when they end up in a bad situation, they want to blame God 
and they want to blame men for the problems that they're dealing with when the reality was God was never in the decision that they made. Yeah, you know, James, that's a good point, and I, I hear a lot of that. A lot of people are saying, well, you know what, they're allowing those negative experiences to turn them off from love. They're saying, well, men aren't about anything, or men don't want to commit. But you, you basically were buying, giving a man like money every every week. You were giving him an allowance like you were his mom. And so you can't expect that situation to, to, to work out, and you can't be surprised when it doesn't work out and then blame relationships or blame black men as a whole or say all men cheat or all men are afraid of commitment. You can't. I always use with my counseling, I use the same analogy with everybody. I say you can't make a cake with, with, with baking powder, right, baking soda powder, and, and, and expect that cake to, to taste good. You know what I'm saying? So you put that, you make the cake out of baking soda, you put it in the oven. You could even put some chocolate syrup on it or, or chocolate frosting or whatever. You make the cake, it tastes like crap. You're not going to say, wow, I, I hate cake now. You're not going to allow that to say, I'm never going to eat cake again because all cake tastes like bacon. No, nah, it's that cake that you made the wrong way didn't turn out well because you made it wrong. Just like all black men aren't dogs, all black men aren't, you know what I'm saying? That man that you decided to have sex with, was you know what I mean? That's why you got the situation that you you got. A lot of women, a lot of single moms out here are ended up with deadbeat black fathers, and then they say, "Well, I don't date black men anymore." What you what you mean you don't date black men? Because you you know what I'm saying you picked the wrong black man. That doesn't have anything to do with me, Marvin, James, Lewis, Steve. You know what I'm saying, Lewis? What are your thoughts on that, man? Let me ask you something. Have you ever, as as a man who who doesn't have sex, who hasn't had sex? What are some experiences that you've had with women who are are preaching a good game, but their actions are not lining up? I'm sorry, Lewis. Go ahead now. Okay, my experience is funny because, you know, I've, you know, when I put it out there and let them know that sex is off the table, and I'm talking about women at church, you should see them change. I mean, are these are the same women that are talking about. You know they want a good man and they love Jesus Christ, but then when they when they meet this man that's that's telling them, you know that hey look I'm I'm waiting on marriage. These are the same women that are losing interest. And see they're not one thing I've, I've noticed about these women is they're not buying the playstations and putting everything out and 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 doing all these things once they see sex is off the table. See and you brought up a good point when you talked about sex. See once they already have sex with this man and they established that soul tie, as you have uh, explained on a previous show, and they get locked into him emotionally. Then, once they hooked, they got to keep this man. And then they're doing all this stuff and doing all this stuff and doing all this stuff and trying to make him stay, but he's not going to stay. But from my experiences, women, I'm talking about church women, women who are in church on Sundays, they lose interest really fast. Now, when you say lose interest, Lewis, break it down, because a lot of women, they don't, I mean, I know what you're talking about, Marv, everybody, we we know what you're talking about, but help to educate the women listening in at home, like, when you say, you know, you're talking to somebody, and you express your views on sex, and they lose interest, how do they change, what is it, because a lot of women, they're like, well, maybe she just was never interested in you to begin with, but, like, explain that a little bit. No, well, the reason why I know it's because of that, because before that, you know, you're having a good conversation. You know, you're just going back and forth. Uh, chemistry is, is, is jumping off. But then once that subject comes up and they find out that that's off the table, then all of a sudden the conversation kind of changes, kind of dries up. 
all of a sudden they become, you know, you don't hear from them. You, know, you might have heard from them or they might have texted you the next morning, but then the following day after that conversation, all of a sudden you don't hear from them or when you call them it goes straight to voicemail, uh, that kind of thing. Right, right, man. It's crazy out here, and it's funny. I know exactly what Lewis is talking about. Like, there was a time where this was me. Like, after I graduated, I even have a lot of friends. Like, I'm a good dude. I've always been a good dude. I've always been ambitious. There was a period of time, and I tell this story all the time uh, here on the show, but for the newer listeners, I graduated from college. I moved back home with my parents for, you know, a period of time, and they, they told me, they were like, look, you know, I had no plans on staying there indefinitely, but it was, you know, a transitional period for me. So it was about a good, I'd say about, you know, well, they said, look, we, I, we had an agreement that I was going to be, I was going to take a year and then I was going to pretty much be out. So I was going, I saved, I had a job, and that's when I was working at the bank. I just started working at the bank and I just saved up all my money. And I was out of there in like seven months. I didn't even take the whole year. But my point is, for those seven months, I was still obviously living there. I was dating people. I was meeting people. And it's funny, you know, like, like exactly like Lewis said, like the conversations would be good um, or the or I should say the chemistry would be good, but you'd be surprised how many women in that initial conversation, in that secondary conversation, made it their business, made it a point to find out what my living circumstances were. Here I am, you know, like I said, graduated, ambitious dude, you know, professional dude. Like, I'm working. I, I work. I was making a good amount of salary. I had really no bills at that point all like that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I had money. That wasn't an issue. I'm like, did you want to go out? I had a car. But you'd be surprised. None of You look at what women claim. They, I love God at that point. Like, spiritual connection was there. Like, going to church, I mean, but you'd be surprised how many women became so fixated on where I lived, who I lived with. I'm like, well, you know, like I said, I graduated, just grad, you know, I'm working, so I'm just saving up, I'm about to maybe buy a house. At the time, I was about to buy a house and, uh, you know, um, moving out. I'm just like, you know, what what difference does it make? You know, but like he said, when they found out that maybe they lived at home or maybe they had roommates, and it wasn't the type of situation where some sex was going to be going down on a regular basis or it would have been like a, you know, the type of situation where it would be an inconvenience. They lost interest real quick. Steve, you ever experienced anything like that? Oh, brother, they dying, man. You know, uh, that's why men bragging about women wanting them because they're a baller, that's nothing to brag about. A lot of these men are being led from God, and then when they take them to the bank, you know, seventy-five million after divorce, it's like there's not, it's not, it's nothing to brag about because a woman wants you for your money. Because at the end of the day, that's not going to be no fifty-year, thirty-five-year marriage, you know. And, and and sometimes you might have to bluff, fellas. Act like you got laid off sometimes, you know. Just my father told me, put a woman through the test. Put her through the fire. Make her mad. See how she reacts. Uh, see, uh, really test a woman's personality. Because at the end of the day, if you want that marriage forever, you need to really find out who she is and, and pray about God. Because I'm telling you, like, you know, if she wants you for your money, it's not going to last. That's nothing to brag about. 
uh, getting a woman to do something for nothing, that is something to brag about. But not sitting here bragging about a woman that wants you for your money. And that's my comment. Right. It's crazy. Like, fellas, I talk, I talk all the time about these freaking cornballs out here. These dudes are in the clubs popping bottles to impress these fake Facebook models, these Instagram models. Who are y'all impressing? You guys are freaking losers. You will go to these clubs, get a free birthday party, get a table, spend like three, four $400 just, just for the table, you know, get your homies to pitch in a quick hundred bucks. You'll buy a bottle or something. You invite some freaks over to the table, and you have some one big party in, in the VIP section. You think that's impressive? That's not impressive. I'm not impressed by that. You guys look like freaking weirdos buying all these expensive clothes just to go sweat them out in some lounge on a Saturday night, taking pictures that are going to get uploaded. Now it's not even pictures. It's these ridiculous video, you know, recap things that, you know, everybody wants. You're a celebrity. If they catch your face or they maybe even give you an interview or, you know, some type of close-up. I mean, it's free. you should see the things that, that excites people nowadays. These are things like I'm 34 years old. I'm about to be 35. The things that impress these men that they that these men get excited about the same age as me I did when I was 22 years old 20 like 22 to like 27 and these 35 year old men that I that I used to see when I was clubbing like that are still doing the same thing 15 freaking years later and I'm looking at them like you freaking weirdos Marv is that anything you can relate to you see what's going on out here you got me dying over here man cuz I can definitely relate to that 100% um, I personally, I, I, I blew through a lot of money in my early 20s, you know, mid-20s, just trying to trying to live that life. I mean, you know, everybody want to be seen when you're, when you're young, man, and it's just interesting how that plays um, a factor as people get older. And, I'm, I mean, that just makes me confirm to myself that, you know, age is just a number, man. Like, you would assume that as people get older, um, there will come maturity along with that, but that's clearly not the case. Um, I haven't been to the club, man, in, in, in months. Like, and I already told you my story about the last time um, I had went to the club. I mean, I was just posted up, man. It was a lot of hood, hood rats and homos, is how I call it. And then I look behind me, and it's, you know, it's just a fake VIP section, man. They got this corny red carpet, uh, corny red, uh, you know, red thing that surrounds it just to, to isolate the VIP from the general population. And the people there are just looking miserable. Uh, I mean, people were having more fun outside, you know, on the dance floor as opposed to sitting on the couch, you know, just staring at each other with these expensive bottles. And and the sad thing is, and I can definitely, you know, relate to that because the following morning I would I would be full of regrets. Like I was like, you know, damn, I spent all this money for what? You know, for one night of of, of pleasure. You know, now here I am waking up the following morning. I don't know who this chick is. You know, I don't know where I, I don't know what I was doing yesterday. I, you know. I, God forbid I check my, my, my checking account balance. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be surprised if I had a negative negative account, a negative amount in there. So, I mean, you, you, you do things to impress a lot of people. Um, and I think, you know, as you get older, the assumption is that you will learn from your mistakes. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot of mid-30s, even 40-year-olds still popping bottles, man. Yeah, and that that was the thing. I was seen everywhere, but I was smart about it. Like, I lived, I had the best of both worlds. Because even when I was in that immature mentality of like, oh, yeah, I got to be here and be here and get my picture taken there, like just wanting to be out and about, you know, I wasn't spending money. You know, you know, no, obviously no disrespect to you, Mark. I mean, it is what it is. You got it. You got it. You know, but and I had it. I just wasn't spending it like that. You know, like I was the type, I would be cool with like the, uh, 
you know, the promoters. And so they would put me on the list or whatever. So I just, I mean, you know, after you be on the scene for a certain amount of time, people just get to know you. So I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go right in. Yeah, here's a little wristband. Now you VIP. Like Marv said, though, it's like some fake VIP section. It's not even a VIP section. It's just like a some type of sectioned-off thing with, like, a freaking red rope that surrounds it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is VIP. This is a couch. One, one time I remember... And then we'll get back into like the, what this means for the women, the, the fake church girls, because this is say Saturday night, okay? Now these same women, all right, are literally the ones begging, you know, begging. I've seen uh, these women begging the the uh, freaking what do you call them, the bouncers, the security dudes to let them into the the VIP. They're like, well, who do you know? They're like, no, I know songs that they're like trying to bargain. And I'm I'm like sit like Marv said I'm posted up. If nobody if you, I mean the VIP is there's nothing special about the VIP. You basically just stand around and look at people, stare at people. He's not you. Nobody dances in VIP. You sit on the couch, you drink, you know, orange juice mixed with whatever it is the bottle is. That's it. You know, watch the drunk people you know laughing, pretending to be having a great time. If if anything, the real fun is happening on the dance floor. So I'm just looking at these people like. Wow, this is this is your idea of, of fun. But what I'm saying is the point of it is, one time I, I was going to tell you a story about, I'm at uh, this one club here in Philly. I forget, forget the name of these change These clubs change names so fast. But um, Jamie Foxx was in Philly. He was shooting that movie, Law Abiding Citizen. And so this dude, you know, he comes in, you know, real cool. You know, oh, my God, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx. And I'm just chilling. Like, I'm posted up with my homies, you know what I mean, whatever. I'm like, okay, there's Jamie Foxx. Cool. He makes his way to the VIP section. I expected the women to flock to that to that area of the club. You know what I mean? I got that. But there were dudes trying to get next to Jamie Foxx. And I'm looking like, yo, like, what the hell is wrong with y'all dudes? Like, he's Jamie Foxx. He's just a regular dude. What you want, his autograph or something? Like, what? what's so special about that? You know, and I think that, you know, as you get older, it's really a a matter of maturing. You know, we talk about the stages that men go through on a regular basis. And and some of you fellas out there, man, you know, you're really giving these the the great men of the world a bad name because you're making them think that this is what men do, you know. And, that yeah, that's what we do for a period of time. Now, let's not talk about the women who are leaving VIP – or who would like to be leaving VIP with Jamie Foxx, but they end up leaving with these losers. You know what I mean? Going home. You know, you go to their Facebook pages, they got the scriptures up there, they got the, you know, the pictures and, you know, various, this this good girl, you know, image. But these are women who are literally living this life and going home with men because he knew somebody that allowed him to be in VIP. You guys realize, a couple of years ago, I did my, my 30, what, 31st birthday, 30th birthday. It was like Diddy, that whole thing with Diddy, like Jamie Foxx, like all those dudes at uh, one of the clubs here in Philly. And, and, I mean, it was cool, but people thought that literally just because I was there, I was in VIP, it was like, oh, my God, you like, who cares? It's crazy out here, man. Marvin, you know what I'm talking about? Like that... They they think that you're some type of superstar just because you have a wristband that says you're you're able to be in VIP. Everybody want to be seen, they don't. Everybody want to be that person who said, yeah, I you know I I was with Jamie Foxx's crew. 
you know, I was with them, and then you know they they think that if the if paparazzi's going to be around, and then the following day they'll be on media takeout or World Star or any other social social media just to feel accepted, just to, just so they can feel like a celebrity for the night, like that that Twister song with Kanye. You know, they want to be a overnight celebrity. That's that's pretty much the, the aim of a lot of these women. And just just to tie it back to the whole church situation, and then the following the following morning. Here they are walking in in church, you know, sitting down next to you, you know, praising God and, and uh, opening these scriptures and, you know, doing the whole offering and just really, really playing it off like they weren't, uh, you know, at the club the night before, you know, popping their ass, getting drunk and just stumbling over each other. It's just crazy how a woman can just turn it on and off like that, man. It's just amazing to see that. Right. And, and let me just let me say something, too. Like, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not saying that we as men are any better. I'm not saying that women are the only people who live this double lifestyle, because I'm not going to sit here, and y'all know me, I keep it real with y'all. This is a real show. I'm not going to sit here and act like there were no days where me and my homies went to the club and then act, and then got up on Sunday morning and went to church, because there were a lot of those days. Am I saying that if you go to church, or excuse me, if you go to the club, you shouldn't get up and go to church? You should actually just lay there in, in in bed? No, I'm not saying that. You understand? I, in fact, that's what you should do. I mean, my thing is I would almost feel guilty. I would be like, yo, if I'm going to stay out and stay on my feet for four hours, whatever it is, and then, you know, even be in drinking, whatever, I at least got to get up and sacrifice and go to church. So that was not, that was something I felt like I owed God. So I'm not going to sit there in front, but at the same time, I was real about it. You feel what I'm saying? Like somebody like, oh, what's up with you? What you getting to this weekend? No, I went out on Saturday. I went to church on Sunday. I'm chilling, coming home, watching some football tonight. That's just what it was. It was like what you saw is what you get. A lot of women, I think our issue, and I want our, our point to be clear tonight so it's no confusion. Our issue is the women who act one way but act as if, you know, they are not that way. You understand what I'm saying to y'all? You know, James, what are your thoughts on that? You know, they don't, uh, you, you and Marv made some great points. Uh, it's just ridiculous, you know. Um, it's ridiculous how people can get excited over, you know, something as small as uh, celebrities or being in the VIP area. Uh, I, and, you know, and you, you, you guys were touching on some points about the, the whole situation with church. I've even known people <clears throat> that were, I've even known people that were, you know, choir leaders and choir directors that were clubbing on Saturday night and clubbing early into Saturday morning, and they would take their, you know, they would take their church clothes with them. And pretty much when church started at 7 or 8 o'clock, they were coming from the church and going straight, uh, they were coming from the club, going straight to the church, changing clothes and getting up and singing, you know, singing songs to the Lord, man. And that was something that they bragged about. That was something that they laughed about. And uh, it's pretty sad, man, pretty sad to see something like that. Let's do this. Since we're talking about church, and you guys understand, if you're just joining us, we're talking tonight about women who act one way, um, but really are a, a totally different way. Since we're talk, we're right now we're on the, the issue of clubs and and that dancing and you know that life and the drinking and and everything that goes on along with it. It's and, and you know we got to realize the the thought process behind even going to the clubs is man we we've, we've gone over this last a number of times over the last few weeks. We are all, all men, ladies, are looking for wives. 
Yes, we're going to have fun when we go out. We're going to have a good time with our homies. But at the end of the day, we are looking for wives. We're looking for that one woman who we're going to spend the rest of our life with. In fact, we're looking for the woman who's going to take us out of the club. You know what I mean? Make us want to spend that Friday night. Because please understand, if you're not wifey, if if you're not going to be wifey, Friday nights are for the homies. Saturday nights are for the homies specifically to accumulate, to go out and accumulate new numbers to increase your chances of finding that special woman. A lot of y'all think it's a game out here. A lot of women are so lost, they, they have no idea. Well, I don't want a man who, who's been with X amount of women. I don't want a man who's talking to five different women. It doesn't matter what you want, ladies. That's what y'all don't seem to get. You focus on being the best possible woman, and God will bless you with the best possible man who will be the desire of your heart. Stop worrying about what he's doing prior to him meeting you. Lewis, what you, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you see these debates going on in the group. Any, any thoughts on that? I think you hit the nail right on the head. Women need to focus on being the best thing they can be because I'm always seeing in these debates how women want to keep talking about, well, what about men and, and, and what about what men do? But, you know, while you worrying about men, you're still not growing. You're still not getting better. So I think women need to just focus on, on being the best they can be uh, and pursuing Christ, keeping their legs closed, and then the right man will come. As I think you were saying before, um, don't worry about, you know, who he's been with and all that stuff. Just you you be the best person you can be, and that man that Christ sent you, he's going to be right. He, he's going to be right. You know, I had to tell somebody earlier today that, you know, a lot of times the, the best men end up being the ones who've been around the block a few times because they've gotten it all out of their system. A lot of these men you know, have been with the same woman since high school, been with the same woman, get married at 21, divorced by 29, and now at 30, it's like they've never experienced, you know, the things that me, Marv, you know, some other guys were doing all throughout our 20s. So now they still want to live that life. That's where you get a lot of these 30-year-old players, 40-year-old players still trying to live out their youth because they never experienced it. That's not, but, you know, you're you're, think, you're 35 thinking, well, well, he's 40. You know, I guess he's he's probably out of that stage all right. No, nah, he never went through that stage. You know what I'm saying? So don't, he's still living that out. Why not be with a 30-year-old man who's given his life to God, 34-year-old man, 35-year-old man who's lived that life? Yes, he may have done some things, but he's given his life to Christ. Christ has made him a new being, and, and he's ready to fully commit to you 100%. I would think that would, you know, be a better fit than someone who might have only been with one or two women, but is actively trying to increase that number. You feel what I'm saying, ladies? Y'all got to think, man. Y'all just got to listen. Y'all got to stop. The, I promise you, and I hear, I see all you guys debating in the group. I promise you, if you're debating in the Friends of the Day Don Talbert Show group with Marv, with myself, with Lewis, with any of these men, there's nobody in there talking crazy. If you're one of the, I'm not going to call anybody out. But if you're one of those women every single day debating, you're the, if you're the reason for these two and three hundred, and there's a lot of them, be clear about that. If you were one of the reasons for those debates being so high, I promise you, you are, you're single already and you will most likely continue to be single because your views are not matching up with those of the best men actively looking for wives. And it's very, I know that may hurt some feelings, and you, you guys know exactly who you are, and I'm talking to you. 
You know what I mean, Mar? I'm sure you. I mean, this you tell these women this every day. I kind of stay out of those a lot of those debates, but it's important that they hear that from me. And I see why you stay out of it because uh, when I first joined, you know, I was I, I was a fireball man. I was I was shooting. You know, you know my gun was on automatic. Like I, I was just spraying everybody, just just trying to spit the truth, man. And by doing that, it's just like you you face a lot of uh, a lot of combativeness, a lot of conflict. And it's like the, the the words that you're hearing, the, the opinions from certain women, just does not make sense. Um, you know, it's it's, it's unrealistic. Uh, it's 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 you know, damn near fantasy like. I mean, it's just not realistic whatsoever. So I'm noticing, you know, I'm, I'm debating, going back and forth, and increasing these threads to three, four hundred, um, thinking that I'm really doing something. And there was a couple women who actually inboxed me and. and Suggested that I stop. Um, I mean, you you did as well, Dana. But there was also a few women who inboxed me, was just saying, you know, you don't you don't debate with fools, and that made a lot of sense. That made a lot of sense, man. So I still go in from time to time, as you guys can see. But I've definitely toned it down because at the at the end of the day, you know, a woman who's looking to to get wifed up, a woman who's looking to you know change and and live the life that she wants to live, she's going to listen. She's going to sit back and she's going to take notes. Um, I mean, the fact is, you know, this is this is optional. The, the fact that we're having this discussion right now, this is all optional. Like we we want to do it because we love we love you guys. We love you women. Like we you know we want to make sure that you guys understand you know why you're single, why you know you're constantly meeting players or constantly meeting these these these, these no good men. Um, you know, so to, so to combat that, that to me it's just like why am I arguing or going back and forth with a fool. Well, yeah, and the thing about it is, and some of be clear, I mean, some of them absolutely are fools in the truest sense of the word. But other women, you know, genuinely do have a good heart, and, and they they just don't understand. You, you know, you got to realize we're talking about women who many of them grew up without fathers. Many of them were abused. You know, they have hurt by men. And, you know, they have that guard up. They're very combative, not because it's us, but because that's been their reality for the last, you know, however many years of their life. So, I mean, a lot of times these women genuinely don't understand. And I would just encourage you, if you are some of those women who that applies to, understand we are not the enemy. You know, like Marv said, this show is optional. We don't have to be here. We're doing this because we want to be here. You know what I mean? We're doing this because I could have ran a rebroadcast. I got over a 1,000 shows. I could just hit a button and play. I don't have to be live right now, but we're live right now to help you guys get a better understanding of what we are talking about, what we're thinking about, and what we want in a woman, in a wife. You understand that? And so that's what I'm saying. Just listen. If certain things don't apply to you, if you have a question, ask the question, but don't sit there and tell us, hey, look, no, you shouldn't feel that way. You know, we're t- you know, you can't, how can you tell a man, no, you can't feel that way? You say, what do you look for in a wife? I said, well, I want X, Y, and Z in a wife. No, you're wrong for feeling that. You're, you're wrong for wanting that. I'm like, what? Like, what you, that doesn't even make sense. It's crazy out here, man. But look, speaking of the club, though, that's who I want the direction I want to go into. I want to get an accurate, um, you know, uh, picture. I want to paint a picture here of what we're seeing out here as far as the dating process goes. Because let's really break it down from start to finish. I will start with Steve, and I want to go down. Like meaning, when we go to these environments, I'll, I'll just as a matter of fact, I'll start it off, and the fellows can chime in based on what things I'm saying. Like, back in the day, I would go out, 
and with the with the sole purpose of meeting a good girl, meeting hopefully maybe even finding a wife. So I, I, I you know posted up, maybe got a little drink in my hand, chilling, drinking my two step, just relaxing, feeling good, scoping out the chicks. Me and my homies would even have a little little routine. We get there, get a little drink, chill, survey the place, figure out what's going on, who's in the spot. I'm like, all right, you ready to take this walk? Like, boom, all right, we take the walk, you know, kind of just walking through, walking around the whole, you know, the whole, you know, plotting to see who we were going to approach, seeing who's doing what. And so we would, uh, we would, we would be like, wow, yeah, 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 I got my eye on her. Like, cool, let me go, let me go grind on her real quick. I'm gonna wait for the right song. Boom, the right song comes on. Walk up to her. Hey, what's going on? You mind if I not even say anything? A lot of times, just grabbing her hand to the beat. Walking out on the dance floor, they going along with it, smiling, give you, give you that, give you that courtesy look real quick, lady. You know about the courtesy look. Your man grips you up. You're not really opposed to it after he passes the the look, the look test. Just give him a look to make sure he's not ugly, make sure he's not some type of weirdo. He looks all right. He's dressed good. He's smelling good. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's cool to grind on him. It's cool to allow him to, to allow myself to back that ass up onto him. Marv, you ever you ever had somebody give you that courtesy look and then proceed to to, to, to give you the business? It's the look of approval. They, they size you up because, first of all, they don't want to. They don't want to waste the grind. You know, they want to make sure that the grind is is is, is going to be worth worth it based on the man that they're doing it with. So they give you that look of approval, man. They they look you from head to toe. They look to see if you if you're cute, like you said, well groomed. They check the check the uh, you know the shoe game out. They look at your clothes, and if and if it's a go, they turn around and, and they let it go. They let it. They let it go all crazy, like you said. They don't want to waste that grind. They don't want to waste that good song. If you're gonna get your grind onto the perfect song, you want to make sure it's with that perfect guy for you. So mind you, I mean, we're talking. Women are doing all. I think. But see, I don't know. Like, if women they act like they don't know what goes on, they're the women who don't go to the clubs. But there are. I don't like. It's like when we talk about these shows, when we talk about these types of women, nobody act. They all act like we. They don't know what we're talking about. Like so, it's like who are these people? It's like the mystery, the mystery women of the world. Like you know, what I mean, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows about the women who go home after the club. Nobody knows about what was going on with you know these reggae songs and and the, and the you know wearing you know feeling nothing but bare ass up, all up against you because they're not wearing any panties. You know the the dresses riding up. You know I got my hands on my waist or, or excuse me on your waist, but. They're really not really on your waist. They're riding up a little bit, and they're really a little bit somewhere else. I mean, oh, and no, nobody ever let a man do that, right? <laughs> Come on, am I keeping it real too too real, Steve? You know what I'm talking you, you about. You had me, you had me laughing over here. Yeah, I would always. They would look back, and I'd be like, "Girl, ain't no ugly dude. Don't be checking me up like that." And she was right. bust out laughing, and you know, so you're doing your FBI interrogation. I said the same exact thing, Steve. <laughs> I've said the same exact freaking thing. I promise you Marv has too. These men I don't I mean, I've said that. I've grabbed a woman and they give me that look, what you what you looking at? What you looking at me like that for? What you what you I ain't ugly. I said the same thing like you said, they start laughing like, No, nah, I just had to I had to be sure, like, Oh, all right, all right, come here real quick. They don't even and they don't even turn around. They still this is meanwhile while I'm already all up on their you know what I'm saying, on their their backside. Next thing you know, the song, you know, song we get on beat. Next thing you know, we're we're grinding. These women are like simulating sex. They just met me. Now, mind you, I'm saying, all right, well, you know, what's up? You know, you you doing all this? Like, what's going on? Like, what's your name? Like, uh, Tamika. Like, okay, Tamika. What's up? And that's it. 
You know, we'll do this. Here's my phone number. Why? Don't not even missing a beat. I just I just hand the chick my phone. Like, all right, yo, type your number in real quick. You know, all right. They already did the look, so they know that's you know that's cool. Ain't no games at that point. Ain't no, uh, you know, I'll take yours because they've already, they've already in their mind decided you look good, you smell good, you dress good, you can dance good. I'm already going to give it to you, so let's just cut, cut to the chase. Ain't all them games, that's for the ugly dudes. That's for the, the the men that they're not interested in. You know, that number went straight into the phone. Y'all, y'all feel what I'm talking about, Lewis? Any th- what are your thoughts on that, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I've never been one to, to grind out there with them, but I can completely uh, agree with what you all are saying because, you know, I'm one to just kind of lay back uh, if I'm out there with someone, with, uh, with one of my homies, just, just you know, kicking back and, and checking out the atmosphere. And everything you just said is what's going on out there. You you can see them when, when guys come up on them. You can see them give them that look. Uh, you don't really know, you know, exactly, you know, what's being said, but you can see it, and you can see the ones that they like is the ones that they, they let stay up on them, and the ones that they don't like, they just kind of get a kind of, just dance away from them. So I'm just laughing over here because that's what I've seen. Right, right, right. And this is the thing. And it's like it's kind of weird. Y'all know how that that kind of uncomfortable moment, like y'all having a real good dance, but then this, excuse me, the song is over. So then it's like the that little unspoken decision of okay, are we gonna keep dancing? Are we gonna see what the DJ mixes in? You know, hope you're like praying it'll be a good song. That, you know what I mean? A song that you actually want to continue dancing with, you know. And a lot of times, those women, you know, if they're ugly, dude, they can't. They don't even wait till the song is over. They be like, "All right, you ready?" And then you go your separate ways. But a lot of times, those women aren't trying to go nowhere. A lot of times, the song will even stop or come to a, you know, the beat won't even be on, and they'll still be all up on you because they don't want that song to end. They don't want to have to take a chance at somebody else who doesn't fit your profile, you know, hopping up on that ass. Right? I mean, come on, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And now, fast forward, and this is where I want to bring my man James into the mix. Then you exchange numbers, and you know what transpired. Like, you know what that night was like. Now, we're not, I'm not saying everyone goes back to the crib later on that night, because that, that, that happens. But that's not like an everyday, every week thing. That would be like a rare occasion for some people at some points. You know what I mean? Sometimes it was more often than not, but I know what I mean. For on the, so the women who are not going back to the crib, but you do exchange numbers. You decide to do the courtesy call. You say you, you know, you get the number Saturday night. You don't call Sunday. You may call on like say Tuesday night. You know, James. Now, Christian man, good dude, looking for a wife. But you know what transpired on Saturday night. You know the level of freakiness that she exhibited. What's that first conversation looking like for you? You know, you know, for me, they Don. I, I before I answer that question, I get a, I always get a good laugh when I, you know, when I meet ladies that, you know, they pretend like they're the innocent type when they fully well know exactly what they were going to do <clears throat> when they were getting that dress out, and uh, they're planning their, you know, they're making their whole plans for the night, who they're going to go with, you know, who who they're going to be tagging along with. These ladies, you know, they they know full well exactly what they're going to do and what they're going to try to get into before they hit the clubs. And so, you know, if, if when I when I ever, you know, in times where I do, I'm in contact with a female like that, you know, after I've seen what has went down at the club, I'm automatically, 
you know, I'm out of I'm out of my thinking. I'm not going to take this lady seriously. You know, I don't care what kind of church she goes to. I don't care what she does in church. I don't care what she's involved with. It's just going to be hard for me to see her differently now that I've seen what went down that night. If if I can ask you one question, just to go back, I got to ask my man Marvin. Then I want to go right back to you because I want to hear what that first conversation is was like. Did you? Matter of fact, you hold that thought, James. I'm gonna come right back to you before, and then I want to hear exactly what that first conversation was like. But Marv, going back to my point real quick, you're grinding from the back before because I, I don't want the people to think I just sugarcoated over this or glanced over it. Cause this is a major point. I just want to ask you. Have you, you know? Did you know what I'm talking about? You're grinding to the, the perfect song. The woman is actually allowing you not to be drawn with it, not to be extra with it, but that you know let you cup the the, the the bottom portion, the bottom half of the of the breast. Is, is that something that a woman has ever allowed you to do? All the time, all the time. I mean, in the way that they move, the way that they move their hips is, is kind of like they're imitating sexual acts. So it's like as you're dancing to the beat and you're moving side to side, it's kind of like, you know, like I said, it's like it's like you're imitating having sex. So, you know, if you can do it very well, they look at you as, well, you know, he must be good in bed. A lot of women think that a man who can move on the dance floor is just as talented in the bedroom. So, they, you know, when they see a man that can, uh, that can grind on her and, and make her feel good and, you know, get her all moist and whatnot, I mean, they, they look at that as, you know, I'm I'm taking him home. I'm going to give him my number. You know, I'm going to see him again. Um, I have a I actually have a cousin who uh, he don't really dance. Uh, I'm going to tell you what he does. He actually he goes on the dance floor. He grabs a girl. He actually picks her up, man, and like, he'll have her against the wall. He's doing all types of all types of freaky nonsense, man. And just the look on her face, it's like she's just in total bliss, man. She's she's happy. She's acting crazy. Her drink is spilling all over her shirt. You know, she's looking at her friends for approval. Her friends are clapping, applauding her, you know. Keep it going, girl. Keep it going, girl. And it's just like, I'm, I'm like, he's going to take her home, too, because I've seen it in the past. So it's like a lot of women, they, they, they equate, you know, how a, man, how a man treats them on the dance floor to what goes on in the bedroom. Yeah, man. And, and I don't want y'all to be, like I said, I don't want this moment to be lost because Marv is keeping 100% real. Do y'all hear what's being said? Now, all you quote unquote good girls, we're telling y'all, there are women allowing us to de- simulate sex with them that we just met that five minutes ago. And forget that night, like literally two minutes ago, song came on. They're allowing us to grind on them and 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 massage their breasts on the dance floor. I mean, what kind? And then have the audacity to be confused. About why these men <laughs> it's almost laughable. Like why these men are not taking them seriously. Why they only had sex with them and never called them again. Why they're trying to get them over to the crib and not take them out on a sixty or seventy dollar date. They have the audacity to call that man cheap because his idea of a good first date or an acceptable first date was, you know, pretty much whatever. You know, but that's what you're worth if you allow a man to cup your breast the first, like, at any point. Do y'all understand that? My bad, James. I mean, I mean is that how you how do you feel about that, man? You know what, Daydon? I have I have no respect for women like that. And uh, like I said, it doesn't matter. You can tell me, you know, you can tell me, I don't care how much you pray, I don't care how much you go to church, I don't care what you're involved with. If, if I see you behaving in that manner in the club, then you better bet that, um, you know, you better bet that the first thing I'm going to try to do is, 
is I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to find out what this chick is all about. I'm going to do everything I can to find out how quickly that I can get the panties dropping. And, um, you know, that's usually, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, there's, there's no respect there when you've already allowed me to do what I've done. I mean, how can I, how can I respect you? How can I show you that show is treatment when you've pretty much just allowed me to fill you up, you know, I've grinded on you, I've done everything that I could possibly do other than have sex. Then, you know, sex is the next step. That is the next step. Right. And and if I can just I mean, the thing about it is like we're Marv, myself, James, Steve, Lewis, I mean this is the the PG version. You know what I mean? Like, it's even at like there are things that we could all say and things that probably will be said off the air that like it's not, we're not just talking about grinding here on the dance floor. There are more things that go on on the dance floor. There are things that go on in public bathrooms. There are things that go on in corners. There are things that go on up against actual poles or or you know the uh, the pillars of you know of a building or something. So let's just we'll keep it there. But but you but you guys already know this stuff. Because you guys aren't going to convince me that you guys don't know what we're talking about. Because if, I'm going to tell you a quick story. There, back in the day, and the fellas know, I'm from Philly. There's a a call a, a club called well, that was called Fizos. Guys, know anything about Fizos? I already know Marv knows about Fizos. We'll hear about that. His story is about Fizos in a, in a minute. You know, me and Marv are from the same city. We're both from Philly. And so when I was in that, you know, living that life. I was in banking, right? Now, this is where it gets crazy. There was this after-work party at this club called Fizos, right? Now, this after, it was, a, it was at that time, it was the only real after-work party. But this wasn't just your, your, your normal after-work event, like a happy hour type of thing where everybody just stands around and talks where all the lights are on. No, this was an actual party. Like, this was at a club. So you would go and you would, you know, it started at, say, 6, you know, and it would go into about nine or ten o'clock, and then it would turn into something else at say ten thirty eleven. But literally, people would get there immediately after work, five thirty six, chill, maybe talk, get their drinks till like six fifteen. By six forty five, I say from about seven o'clock in the in the evening up until about nine thirty, Fizos was jumping. It was like a not a hole in the wall, but it was the dance. It was a very Kind of like a small, it was like a bar area, and then there was the dance floor, but the dance floor wasn't that big, and there were a lot of people that came. So it was like the closest thing you would have to a house party. So you would literally have your your bankers, which was which is what I was, your your lawyers, your doctors, your teachers, a lot of teachers. This was like the teacher spot. They dealing with them bad kids. It was, it was a Friday night after work party. So. You know your social workers, your your you know pre your your legal aides, whatever profession you can think of, they were there, you know, and they were literally grinding and dancing. I'm talking about coming home sweaty, you know, stinking sometimes. You know, you feel you're on your feet since working since like six o'clock in the morning. You're not going home. You're coming straight there. Then you sweating out your hair, sweating everything out. You know, that's how it went down. You know, and that's what I'm saying to you. These are some of the most "quote unquote" respectable women out there on the dance floor, backing it up in their in their work uniforms or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? They wear business suits. Marv, you know anything about Fazos? 
<laughs> that was a funky situation, man. Them chicks was funky, man. Like it was just, it was like wall to wall hoes, man. You know, it was it was um, unbelievable. Um, I went a few times, and the times that I was there, I, I left. I left like, yo, I got my money's worth. Like, like these chicks is crazy. Um, and like you said, all walks of life. Didn't matter what the profession was. Um, and then, you know, it was a lot of the good-looking women, too, that you would think, you know, wow, I could really see myself chilling with this chick. But then when 645 cut the corner, you know, it's like she turned from Dr. Jekyll, whatever, Mr. Hyde, whatever, and it's like, all right, never mind, I, I take that back. You know, it's, it's just another another chick that, I, you know, I could just smash and just, and just leave her alone. So uh, Plazo definitely brought the freak, the freak out of a chick, and that was just, uh, you know, an amazing situation to, to witness. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like 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 gremlins or something, you know. At, at twelve o'clock, man, they just go crazy, and that's how it was. And like he said, man, it just brings the the freaks out, you know. And and understand that that is not. I'm like he said, you, you know, we were going there to have a good time. We're going there to have fun, but we were not looking. We were not expecting y'all to transform, you know. And you can't expect to do those types of things and be viewed in that manner, and have men treat you the way you want to be treated. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, there was everybody, because there were, there were your good girls, and I got some, some good numbers there, some quality numbers, as we call them, you know, at Fazos after work. But the whole point of it was to, to find the women who were not the freaks, the women who literally were just there, you know, for the after work you know, maybe just to have a couple of drinks with their coworkers or a couple of drinks. Not not the ones that were taking advantage of the fact it was a full-blown party at 7 o'clock at night, you know, leaving leaving sweaty. Steve, you ever had anything like that? Oh, yeah, man. Happy hour, man. Everybody comes out. It's, it's, it's a fun experience. I've been to professional sports parties, Indianapolis Colts, uh, just all kind of parties, man, and uh, just women get dressed up, pressed up, and just because, I mean, just because you're professional, man, let you ladies know, man, just because you're professional, it's like um, that's another reason why men are dating women of other races as well. Because if you have a certain mentality, once you start increasing your money, you're also competing with women in that same class. So if you're a doctor, lawyer, affluent, whatever. You're competing with other affluent women as well that may have learned more techniques since they were raised in a certain household about being having more class you know you know cook clean this this and that so but if you have if you're if you're a whole or if you have a certain mentality and just because you make more money that doesn't necessarily mean you have more class you have that class to match that money if you see what I'm, if you get what I'm, you you follow me, day on. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. And the thing about it is, and, and what happens is, women they, it all comes back to having a false understanding of what men look for in a wife, because what would happen is, you guys are going out there thinking, you know, very erroneously that that's what we want to do. That's where you're thinking that we want to have that type of fun, and we do. But the, where the disconnect is is that you're thinking that that's that we're going to view you as a respectable woman after we have that fun with you. We'll have that fun with you, but take the other women who weren't doing those things seriously. 
And that's where I think the problem is. It's like after that, it's like, it's like you. a lot of women will say, well, yeah, I'm not sleeping with these men. I'm not having sex with these men. It's just dancing. Yeah, it's just dancing to you. But then when we go out, you know, later on, you want to be treated as the respectable woman. You want to have car doors open for you. You want to have the chair pulled out for you. But you forget how you were acting. You forget the circumstances under which he met you. And that's what you can do, ladies. Let's go to the phone line. This is barbershop talk, okay? This is this is pretty much as real as it gets, unadulterated, in-your-face information about, you know, what goes on out here. And I still, like I said, we're, we're talking tonight specifically about the women who come off one way, but in reality end up being another way. But, yeah, let's go. Courtney, you've been listening in. You're a fly on the wall here. You know, what What are your female counterparts saying? What's going on in the uh, Friends of the Day October Show group? Oh, yeah, we're just sitting here um, just talking about what you guys are saying. Really, we're in agreement. Like, for the most part, no one has been, like, you know, in disagreement. We're just, you know, laughing. Um, and I'm laughing about it, too, um, because I can relate um, to that. And I'm just laughing, you know, out of recognition. I'm like, man, that was me. You know, that you was me. You were at the, the after-work parties getting sweating your hair out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there and just, you know, at the club in general. And, um, you know, I would expect men to, you know, take me seriously. And I would wonder, you know, why things didn't go the way I wanted them to. And then to add on top of that, after dancing and doing all that stuff, um, I was a tease because I wasn't even having sex. So that made it even, you know, um, worse because I gave off a, you know, the image that I was a freak and I wasn't even doing anything. Oh, now, now we, you know, and I thank you for that, Courtney, because that's where we're. You, you guys really haven't heard anything yet. You think we've been keeping it real up until this point? That's the next section of this. It's the com. That's where really where I was getting James to go, and we're gonna get back into that. I want to talk about <clears throat> the conversation. For, so we've we've gave you the most accurate depiction of what goes on in the club, but now let's transition into, you know, that conversation. Let's transition into the first date. Let's transition into the games that come after that date. You know, what happens back at the crib. Like Courtney said, a lot of these women, they, you know, they, they would like to give the impression that they're freaks, but in reality many of them don't want, they, they're not freaks. That's the thing. They dance like freaks. And they may even have sex, but they're not really, as they say, about that life. And that's where the games come in, which we'll talk about. But let's go to the phone lines real quick, see what's going on. See a call on the line from the 757 area code. Welcome to the Dana on Tolbert Show. What is going on, my peoples, my peoples? This is Jay New calling from Norfolk, Virginia. Hey, Jay New, man, what's going on? What's your thoughts on this whole this whole situation in regards to the club and women acting one way but be, really being a different way? Man, I got to tell you, I'm in the music business. You know, I have a band and we travel. We do a lot of cover music and we do tributes, you know, to the oldies like Motown and stuff like that. And I would tell you, being in the entertainment business, every single thing that you guys have just discussed about the club scene, I've seen it firsthand. And, you know, I know a lot of this stuff is in more detail than what you guys have been expressing, but there's definitely way more to it that happens, you know, behind the scenes, after the club, outside the club, in cars. I mean, it's, it's definitely real. I mean, people may not believe it, 
they may sit there and try to be like, oh, you know, I don't know anything about that. And, oh, that never happened to me. And, oh, what are they talking about? Oh, it goes down for sure. I'm just glad that, you know, I've 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 had a different, you know, uh, view of it. And, you know, being that I'm in it, my walk is different. So I'm not involved in any of those things that happen. But I've seen it firsthand, and it's definitely it's definitely something to uh, acknowledge. Jay New, my man, I appreciate the call, man. And that's, you know, like you said, he's lived it, I live it. The, the, the reason, and it's, it's amazing, like Courtney said, you know, nobody's disagreeing. I'm amazed, honestly, every time people debate or disagree with anything that I say or anything that 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 that's being expressed in the group from any of these brothers. You know what I mean? Like, ladies, I don't know who y'all think y'all are debating with, but these are men who come straight from that life. You understand, like, there's nothing to debate about. We're not, like, trying to make money off y'all. We're not trying to, like, do anything. We're just telling y'all our experiences that we specifically have done ourselves, you know what I mean, or things that we all can relate to. Have y'all noticed? We are men here talking. No, no, we're not arguing. We're not debating. We're not about to fight. You understand? Like, this is something that all men know about. You know what I mean? There's not a man on the planet who would disagree with anything that we're saying right now. And yet women have the audacity to try to debate with the with the realest men in the country. You know I mean? I'm I'm literally amazed by that. But that that kind of goes to show you that a lot of women they they just don't they they are in denial about the truth and they don't want to embrace their freakiness, a lot of their horrorish behaviors and say, "Wow, the things that they're discussing, that was me." And so that's an un- like taking that look in the mirror, that's going to be uncomfortable. So it's more comfortable or perceived to be more comfortable to debate and act like it's something that it's, that it's not than to say, wow, this is what I've done. Yes, I can change my life, but yes, this is something I've done. And I think nobody wants to do that. So, it is, I mean, you know, it is what it is, though. But shout out to my man, Jay New. Let's go, let's go back to the phone lines, though. We're having some fun, man. Like I said, things are kind of heavy. You know, on Sunday night we were last live, and but I but please don't be crazy and not listen to the archives if you missed it. I don't know what was going on Sunday night. Maybe I know we're not usually live, but Sunday night was probably one of the realest shows you know I've ever done, and probably one of the realest shows you guys will ever hear. So make sure you check that out if you missed it. But back to the phone lines. I see a call from the seven eight six area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Who's this? Um, this is Benjamin from Orlando. Okay, Benjamin, what's going on, man? What's your thoughts? Oh, what's going on? And I want to know: Do you think you can find a, a good woman inside the club? Uh, I think you can find a good woman anywhere, man. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, man. It's just a matter of trusting God. Wait, are you a club goer? Yeah, I'm a club sometimes, yeah. Oh, you you okay? You get it in in the club. What's what's been what's your experience has been like in the club? Um, I suppose the things like what you say with the um with the dancing, you're know, going dancing with the female stuff like that. You you and you be, they they let you grind up all up on them. Yeah, they do. But when it's time to close, I get the phone number. Sometimes get the, they give me the fake number. That's the only problems I have. Man, I kind of think with that last the other call was talking about, like, it seemed like they tease. 
but they don't want to. Right. And so, so hold on, you, they let you grind all up on them. You kick the game. You get home and you hear do The number you've called is is not in service. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, where you calling from? You said Atlanta. Oh, Orlando. Orlando. All right, my man, I appreciate the call. That's crazy, man. Marv, what's up with you, man? Is that anything that's ever happening? You get the the fake number? Nah, not at all. <laughs> nah. Yo, take pick me up. I'm dying right now, man. What was up with that call, man? <laughs> I think that was uh, Aaron Bernard Ransom, my Prince A. Breezy, I think. Like, like, no, I'm just playing around. No, that's the thing, man. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, I don't know anything about any fake numbers either. That usually hasn't been, but I feel I, I know what it's like to have <laughs> to have the women play games. You know, I, I didn't get too many fake numbers or anything like that. But these women out here, man, they do play games. You know, and ladies, y'all got to stop playing games because if you go, you can't. It, it defeats the purpose of playing games. But you know, and then you let them hit because all the games go out the window. In fact, that just makes him want to dog you. Y'all know that, right? Like a lot of women say, "Well, I, I want to play hard to get. I want to make it, you know, you know, make it tough for him. You know, I don't want him to think I'm a hoe." Well, he'll treat you even more like a hoe, the because of the fact that you played these those freaking games. You know what I mean? Like that, that's crazy. It's, it, it it infuriates us have the fact that we have to go through that drama, go through the BS just to get what you know you're already gonna give us. Several couple years ago, me and Gerald did a classic show. Now it wasn't even me and Gerald; it was supposed to be me and Gerald. This was like me and Morgan, I think. And we did a classic Keeping It Real Fridays entitled "My Man Gerald Has the Book When No Means Yes." We did a show entitled that "When No Means Yes" and talking about the freaky games that women play in the bedroom. Oh man, that was a Google day when y'all get some free time. When No Means Yes. On the Day Don Tolbert show, that Keeping It Real Friday show should come up. That was a classic one right there. We talked about the, the oh, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. You know, playing the tug of war with the panties. Why are you saying stop? That's how rape got, you know, dudes get rape cases. Don't say stop, ladies, when he's trying to pull your panties down. Don't don't say stop like ten times and then on the eleventh time actually let him pull your panties down and you, you, you slide your, yourself up and allow him to pull them down. I mean, what was the point of saying stop the first ten times for? Steve, I already know. You know all about the stop, 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 stop. What's, what's that all about, man? Yeah, I, I, uh, I tell him, man, straight up, man, I'm not trying to have no Mike Tyson situation go down. So, you know, they know, man, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the neck kissing and all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm serious about that, man, because, uh, you know, these rape cases, and nobody has time to deal with all that drama, man, and they don't care, man, you know what I'm saying? The police throw boys under the bus for that. So I let them know, though, you know, don't be playing games with that. That's my comment, man. I was there. My homie <clears throat> my homie went to uh, Tuskegee, and <clears throat> he told me a story where uh, back when 112 was hot, they were, like, you know, the hottest R&B group, you know, bad boy, and they were doing their homecoming weekend, and and he told me he was like one of his close female friends was uh was down, and they had like the tour bus, and they had people right like their bodyguards, the security was asking. It was like a line after the after the concert, a line of girls trying to get onto the bus, and they asked them like straight up, like, "Yo, don't come on the bus if you ain't taking your clothes off." 
They told them that. Like, they, they were women who actually confirmed that, and that's how it went down. And, and like I said, it was a line full of women who was getting up on the bus. You know, they made sure it wasn't no no uh, cases. They made sure nobody was going to jail for some type of statutory situation or whatever it was like that, man. You got to be careful out here. And I've, I've had that personally happen to me, you know, women knowing that it's going to go down. And it actually would go down. But prior to that, they're saying no. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I mean, it, it would be great. And, Courtney, I mean, I know we, we know how you keep it real, but it would be great if some game players would actually be brave enough to call them. Like, ladies, I want to hear from y'all real quick. Like, is, if there's a one person, is there one, like the pastors, like, is there one who's willing to come forward and admit that they used to be a game player, admit that they knowingly and willingly played tug-of-war with the panties? You know what I'm saying? I, I want to know about that. Mark, you ever had these women playing tug-of-war with the panties? Yeah, you're going to be waiting all night for that call to come in, Daydon, because that's just something that, you know, a woman ain't, is really not going to admit to, and I, I guess unless she's just really out of that out of that mode, out of that mind frame, and she's going to be honest with herself. But that's that's rare. I mean, I've had one situation where um, a woman was playing playing that hard to get nonsense, um, and when she would tell me to stop, I would stop. And then when I stopped, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. She's like, well, why would you stop? And I'm like, because you told me to. And she was like, no, 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 I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. You know, I just, I just like feeling control. I like feeling dominated. You know, I like it when, um, you know, when, when when a man takes it. So that was her whole position. She wanted somebody to just take it. It's as if, she, you know, she was just, she wanted to simulate, um, you know, being raped. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I I didn't look at it like that. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. But you know, just the fact that she was willing, she wanted me to continue along with it, despite her saying no. I mean that. That was just some some psychotic nonsense, man. And I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, we, 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 I've been dealing with a lot of dysfunction, you know, in my lifetime, man. So that was that was probably the most extreme case based on this uh, scenario. Man, I, I feel you. I've I've gotten into altercations with women, man. I'm talking about you. You're doing everything, but you know, sticking it in, and and it's funny. They're like practically butt naked. Everything is going down like the way it's supposed to do, the natural progression of things. But the moment they hear that, you know what I'm saying, they're going into the wallet, grabbing the condom, you, you know, you fidgeting with the condom or whatever, that's like when they, they start acting crazy. Like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, what, what am I doing? What you mean? What am I doing? You're naked. Like, what do you think I'm doing? You know, like I'm getting a condom and I'm about to put it on. Like, what's the games for? James, what's up with that, man? Uh, 100% completely true, guys. I, uh, you know, Steve hit on something a little bit earlier about the the whole Roman. You know, I don't want to get into the religions, but the whole Roman, the Roman Catholic, uh, you know, the church and different things like that. And man, I've met some women that that would do. They were open to doing everything but having sex. I mean, they were open to doing. You know, I don't want to get too graphic, but they're open to doing. Like I said, just about any sexual act that was, you know, that, that I was open to. But having sex And I guess that was just their way of Making them feel like they're saving something um, You know, I, I don't know I don't know what the issue was I don't know where that mindset came from But, you know, it's, it's very real Right, now now look, check this out, guys We actually have someone I don't know, somebody said I'm in the group So Now this is, uh, since she's in the group And put her comment here I guess she doesn't mind being, you know, called out She said, this is Keisha Keisha, Quisha, Crocker 
she said that, you know, and I respect this. This is great. I respect this. She proved myself and Marv wrong because I didn't think anybody was going to volunteer this information. But she said in the group, I can't call in because I'm at work, but I'm so glad that I've grown out of that mindset. I used to play tug of war with the panties. You know, Courtney says, you know, raise his hand slowly. Guys aren't in the group. Go ahead and add yourself to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. You know, and there are a lot of women out there who need to raise it. And if y'all don't want to call it, that's cool. Post it in the group, man. I want to hear from the, from some of the former game players. Because, you know, I've had this happen on a number of occasions. And, and the thing, I've had a woman actually give me, not at a strip club, but an actual regular club. I'm just posted up. There was like a little, like, bench type of thing. I'm sitting down there, and it's like packed. The lady is, like, giving me a lap dance. Like, just literally doing all, like, a... I don't know what else to say. Basically, a lab dance, if y'all know anything about what lab dances consist of, but in a regular club. And I'm just chilling at that point. That's when I was really out there. I was drunk, you know what I mean, twisted, you know, room is spinning. I'm just laid back. She's giving me a lab dance. I end up going back to the crib, and uh, I'm thinking, you know, something is going down. And 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 I, and I tell you all these stories for a reason, because I remember, I probably to this day, I've never been more mad. It was a type of situation where it was a Sunday night. There was this club, this club called uh, Lowy's. Anybody knows anything about Lowy's on Sunday night here in uh, Philly? It was one of those under, underground spots, real, real hidden, you know, like one of those little gems that nobody knew about, but it was all only certain people knew about. It was like the best party in the city at one point, and um, on, but it was on a Sunday night, and I was, I had to be to work at eight thirty. I worked at the bank. So I made a decision, and the club closed at two. So we closed the club down. I, you know, got a number, or whatever. It was like, yo, look, I'm, you know, let's meet up. You know, she was like, cool, you can come back to the crib, or whatever. I was like, bet, that's what's up. So I'm thinking, hey, I'm gonna be tired. It's gonna be one of those days. I'm gonna have a long day. But bank closes at three. I, you know, normally I would stay till like five or six to get some stuff done. I was trying to make those six figures, but I was like, yo, I'm out at three thirty. As soon as the bank closes, I'm going. I'm exhausted. But I made a decision that it would be worth it. <clears throat> worth being tired because you know probably you know get some smack take that trip to to Smashville, right? But this chick had me up until I wanted. I didn't get you know what I'm saying. I didn't leave her crib probably till like five in the morning, and she had the nerve to be playing those games. And I was and I probably if I would have stayed till like five thirty, you know what I mean, till six. Probably would have, you know, she probably would have given in, and you know how it normally goes. But I was so frustrated, and so pissed off, and so annoyed at her games, and the fact that I was going to be dead tired and had to be to work the next day. I was just like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Never talk to the chick again. Like literally, she was like blowing me up all week, talking about, oh no, let's go out. She had the audacity to want to go out. I mean, can you imagine? How would you have handled that situation? How would I? You I mean how did I? Because I've I've experienced that myself. Just dealing with women, you know, they they hit you up, they hit you up during booty call hours. So you already know what it's hitting for. You already know what the game plan is going to be. So, like I was dealing with a chick who lived all the way up in Bristol. And for those who don't know the distance, Bristol is like an hour away from Philly. So I would drive up there at ten thirty at night, get there eleven thirty, thinking I'm going to do what I do, and she's in the bed talking about, you know, I got to get up early. And I'm like, well, why do you think I traveled all the way up here for? I mean, we, we, we should be going to watch the game. The game is over. Like, there's really nothing else to do. So, you know, let's let's get down, let's get down and do it. So, 
she would play games, you know, and uh, think like she going to sleep or whatever. So I really didn't know what, what her intentions were. But, you know, I, I would lay there for a minute thinking that I could persuade her and, and change her mind, which I've been successful doing in the past. But this particular time it didn't work. And she knocked, she was knocked out. She was a snore. So as she started to snore, I got up casually, put my clothes back on. I was gone. I get a text 5, 6 in the morning, you know, where, where are you? Where are you? You know, uh, I, I turned over. You weren't there. I'm like, because I'm home. Where else am I going to be? <laughs> these chicks are crazy, man. Like, yo, these, I promise y'all, these are the realest stories y'all will ever hear in your lives, man. And and it's just, it's really, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's funny. We're laughing about it now, but Marv wasn't laughing at 6 in the morning. I definitely wasn't laughing when I got home and finally hit my pillow at, at 6 in the morning and had to be at work at 8.30. Definitely wasn't a, a laughing matter. And a lot of y'all women, y'all think that it's a joke. But let's, you know, let's, let's fast forward a little bit because we're talking tonight specifically about the church girls. And, and after meeting in the club under these ridiculous circumstances, these freaky circumstances, a lot of women will – as you progress into the talking stage, forget the one-night stands, the booty calls, first date sex. Not those, but I'm talking about more like you take them out because you actually, let's say they don't act. They may have been a little bit of a connection, a little, little freaky, but not anything that would have made you say, whoa, you know, this chick is a hoe. You know, I have no respect for her whatsoever, like those types. You know, maybe the type that maybe her conversation made up for what you may have, you know, danced, or how you may have danced with her on the dance floor or whatever like that, or the dance might not have been as bad. So you actually have a conversation. You you assess that, you know what, let me take her out just to, you know, confirm. It was like she's like on the border. The freakiness was there, but the conversation balanced it out. So the date will, you know, determine, you know, what category she officially goes into and where she will stay. So... You know, the date goes according to plan. She, she's talking to, not according to plan, but it goes well. She's, she's you know, respectable or seems to be respectable. Talk, you know, claiming that she goes to church and she doesn't have sex. She's celibate. And so that's that. You know, later on that night, you know, maybe go back to the crib, get a little kiss, maybe a little bit of a grind, a little make-out session. You know, nothing major. And then you stop yourself because, and this is the thing, a lot of y'all need to understand that, we as men, and I know the fellas can relate to this, that if we view you in a certain manner in which we probably we know we could hit, like we know you would allow it if we pressed it because we, you know, we know that you're feeling us and we're feeling you, and if we want, we could go ahead and do it. But a lot of times we won't even do that because we, because we like you. A lot of y'all don't even understand the thought process of men. A lot of y'all try to think like men, and you end up thinking the opposite. The, when we truly like a woman, we don't have sex with her. I've personally stopped myself from having sex with certain women on the first date, knowing that I could full well have done that. But because I wanted something more with her, I would stop myself specifically because I didn't want to mess that up. I didn't want to look at her in that manner. You know, I know what happens when you have sex with a woman before you have feelings for a woman or significant feelings for a woman, it goes downhill fast. James, is that anything you can relate to, anything you've ever done? You know what, man? I've I've had many experiences like that, man. And, um, and you know, the, the reality, the sad reality is, man, once, you know, once a woman, you know, once a woman gives it up that quickly 
or once a woman shows herself not to be, you know, the type of woman that I'm looking for, not the type of woman that I would want to take home to my mother, you know, it, it, you know, I lose all respect for a female like that. And it doesn't matter what she's done in the past, you know, it, it just takes one mistake, one opportunity. It just takes one wrong move for a man to completely look at you in a different manner and to completely, you know, to completely push you to the side and move on to the next one. And, and these ladies just don't realize that they have to really be careful with the with the images they're putting out. They have to really be careful with the vibes that they're giving out. They have to be careful with everything that they do because, you know, these men are looking for wives, and we're not going to settle for a jump off. Right. The moment, you, a lot of, it's funny, you hear women saying things like, well, you know, he started acting differently after we had sex, or it's been we had sex last week and he's acting differently. No, he was thinking differently the moment he decided or came to the realization that he could have sex with you. The moment the sex goes down, it's already too late. Like, let me hear me. If y'all don't listen to anything else I've ever say or I've said or ever will say, hear this. If you have any hopes. Of of having something serious with a man, like you 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 start getting those butterflies, you you determine that you like him and you could see a future with him. Having sex with that man would probably be the worst and the stupidest thing you could possibly do. I'm not talking about ninety days. I'm not talking about first date. I'm not talking about three, four, five months later. I'm talking about it would be the worst thing you could do. That see, if a man truly wants you. You know, Steve Harvey is on some crazy stuff, some idiotic stuff, and women are believing it. But we will wait for sex, okay? I don't care what you've experienced. I don't care who you've dealt with. But the best men who truly want you and only you will have no problem waiting for sex. Now, I'm not going to say that they may not, y'all not might not be in a heated moment, you know, a heated, um, you know, situation where it could go down. But what I'm saying, and, it, and if it goes down, it goes down. But what I'm saying is, if if he's strong enough, if you stick to your guns, and both of you decide, hey, look, you know what, we're just not going to do this, He's he will wait for you. You understand? He will, you know, stick around. Matter of fact, just ask my man, Lewis. Lewis, what are your thoughts on that? A lot of women, they genuinely don't, they don't even believe men like yourself exist. You know, they feel like all men are all about sex. Help the women understand that. We actually will wait. You don't have to act like you're a church girl to get us and then give us the sex because you think that's what we want. But we actually want the genuine church girl. What are your thoughts, Louis? Absolutely, Daydon. Absolutely. Because in my experiences, uh, just like some of the other fellas were saying, you know, I get turned off once women are throwing that vibe out there. You know, I'm I'm not pressed for sex, as 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 you all know. So I'm hey, I'm I'm looking forward to honeymoon night. So the rest of these fellas, even the ones that have had sex before, they want a respectable woman. They want a woman that's not just talking church. I mean, just just running your mouth. Uh, you got your little fancy uh, leather Bible cover, you know, that you bring with you on Sundays. I mean, that that doesn't mean anything. You, I mean, because look, you see these fellas. Cause you might say, okay, well, he's a virgin. And he's always, you know, he sex hadn't been the thing for him. But hey, hey, if you don't want to listen to me, you listen to Marv, listen to to James, listen to Steve. You got men here on this panel, even Daydon. You got men here on this panel, and that's why I just laugh when these women debating because I'm like, what other group are you gonna find where you got men telling you to be abstinent? 
That's the direct opposite of what the media and clowns like Steve Harvey would have you think, man, to think. And so, hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to listen to me because I'm a virgin, and because I haven't been pressed for sex, listen to these men that's had sex before. They're telling you right now, hey, we want respectable women that are keeping their legs closed and that are not just up there in church you know, running their mouths and, and trying to get rid of that guilt feeling of what they did Saturday and Friday nights. We want women that are actually practicing abstinence. We want women that are what they say they are. So I completely agree, Daydon. I'm not pressed for sex, and neither any of these other guys. Not pressed at all. <clears throat> not pressed at all, ladies. The goal, understand, ladies, is <clears throat> excuse me to find a wife. Sex is something that Marv has had. Sex is something that I've had, you know, a lot of men have had sex. If, you know, if it's all about sex, then we would have married those women. Because I've had some great sex. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had the, like, whatever you can imagine, you know, I'm sure Marv has experienced, I've experienced, you know, Steve has experienced, like, you know, everything. You know, I've heard, I've seen women literally transform right before my eyes. Literally transform from the good girl into the 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 wildest porn star you've ever freaking seen in your life. Like it's like whoa, like who are you right now? I'm talking about voice and everything. Like yo, where did where did <laughs> where did that voice come from, Mark? What you know about the porn star voice? You ever had some? You ever had that? <laughs> <laughs> they go from real meek and all fragile with the personality to just wild and crazy, man. It's just like they they get they get uh, possessed, man, like that little girl in the exorcist. The head starts spinning around, the tongue poke out the mouth, the eyes roll back in the head, and then it's just like, man, go easy on me. It's like, I, I'm a big dude. I'm like, yo, don't hurt me, please. Like, don't hurt me. Yo, and, and, and you know, I like these little, I like these petite women, you know, back in the day, and they would, like, go crazy. Like Marv said, like they would be possessed or something. Like they would get up, <laughs> like electrocuted or something going on out there. And it's like, whoa! Like what? It literally almost two different people. And I'm telling you, in the moment, you know, it makes for a good story. Like you hear us, like we're laughing. Like these aren't like, you know, we're not just putting on a show for y'all. Like this stuff is funny. You know, like we can relate. You know, all the men can relate to what's being said. That's what makes it funny. But what I'm saying to y'all, it makes for a good story, some good laughs. But at the end of the day, it's actually very disappointing. Uh, and honestly, I've experienced a lot of things. And relationship-wise, dating-wise, there are very few things, if any. Hear me on this, all jokes aside. Very few things that are more disappointing than having sex with a woman. And I'll probably post this on my Facebook page because all the psychos who don't listen need to still hear this classic information. Because there are there there's nothing more disappointing than having sex with a woman who you once had such high hopes for. You thought it was gonna be love, you thought it was gonna be a relationship, you saw a future, but because she decided to put it on you and back that ass up and turn into porn star, it's like you now can no longer look at her in that way as being special and deep down you know what you have to do. Now, she's still thinking, oh, yeah, so, you know, where she goes back to normal, you know, Sasha Fierce goes away, Beyonce comes back out, and it's like, oh, yeah, so where are we going next weekend? What do you want to do? It's like, <laughs> I'm we're not doing anything. I'm going back to the club to re find numbers to replace you. 
replace your spot on on the roster. And now she's thinking, oh, oh, he wanted with sex. Nah, that's the, a lot of people don't get, a lot of women don't get it. It appears as if he dogged her. It appears as if he only wanted sex. But what you guys don't freaking realize is that we wanted love. We wanted to be in a relationship with you, but because you gave in and had sex with us, yes, we played a role in it. Yes, we did. You know, we wanted it in that moment, but it went down, and down with it went your hopes of a future. And that is what really goes on. That little piece of information is not going to sell three million books. However, that piece of information will save your lives. It will help you find love. It will help you avoid being dogged, you know, and it will help you understand the thought process behind, you know, what why men do the things that they do. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's keep it moving though. Now now <laughs> I cannot now now Courtney is, is here listening. Now she shared a story in the group that I absolutely can't have her not share here on this show. Specifically about this, we're talking about women who play the games. If you don't mind, Courtney, you know, could you elaborate on your story that you shared in the group and, and that you shared with me in the past? You said that, you know, you were a game player. What what happened on one of those nights that you were playing games? We talking about the toilet story. <laughs> yes, Courtney, you know what story I'm talking about. Uh, so basically, um, I was you know, at the club and giving off this freaky vibe. And, um, you know, I was flirting with a guy. What kind of freaky vibe? What, what kind of freaky vibe? What were you doing? I was dancing, just nasty, had tight clothes on, just, you know, grinding all on this guy I was interested in. And I actually wanted him to take me seriously, believe it or not. I did, but I thought that I had to sell sex to get that. So, um, you know, the club is out, and I'm like, you know, how about you come to my place? And he was like, cool, I'll, I'll meet you there. So he comes to my house, and, you know, we're in my bedroom and just, you know, messing around. And then the clothes come off and everything, and he thinks he's going to get sex, and I make him think he's going to get sex as well. And I let him do everything but have sex with me. I said, you know what? I, no, I don't. I don't want to have sex. And I, I even let him get to the point of going in his wallet and getting the condom, knowing I wasn't going to do anything. Most women will say stop when they see a man reaching for the wallet. I wouldn't do that. I'll let you go out of your way and go to your wallet, even take the condom out, and even almost open it. And I said, you know what? No, <laughs> I don't want to do it. And I, and I will play all those types of games. I was like, yeah, I don't want to have sex, but you know, you can go down on me. And he was like, you know, um, no, I'm I'm not trying to do that. And so um, he actually, he didn't leave right away, but the next morning he left. And I go in my bathroom. I'm just, you know, thinking I'm about to brush my teeth or take a shower or whatever. My toilet is stopped up full of tissue. It was just like almost like overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> this man was nowhere to be found. Like, I don't even know if he said goodbye. I think I was so asleep. I think I heard the door slam. But that toilet was overflowing, and I had to go run and get a plunger and get the toilet together. And needless to say, 
I never ever heard from him after that. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. And you know that's a real story. The anger, like I told y'all, when I got home at six o'clock in the morning, like I could have stopped that. Ch- I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't stop her toilet up, but the the anger and the frustration that I felt at that point, and it wasn't even anger so much as it was just being annoyed. You know, it's funny. Aaliyah made this song back in the day. Rest in peace to her. Uh, you know, where she was talking about if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. You know, the next if you don't, you know, you come back the next day and might go. To, like, that's a fantasy. You know, I mean, I, should, I can't say that. There are cornballs out here who will go through those games and, and you know come back and go through it all the very next day or the next weekend and waste a whole another night. That's absolutely ludicrous to me. I can't relate to that. There was, you know, if at first I don't succeed, then MFX Jay Z actually said on the remix, he actually played her. He said, if at first I don't succeed, then believe I split. You know what I mean on the remix to uh, that Aaliyah song. And so that's just how it goes. You know, nobody's sticking around for those games. And if they do, they're going to be extremely pissed off. All right, guys, Hope I hope that's clear, man. Steve, what are your thoughts? Any thoughts on that before we move on? Real quick, Steve, before I tell you, stay, don't go nowhere. Because tonight, speaking of good girls who like uh, or who try to act like they are not, uh, you know, the, the freaks, we are, go- or I should say, women who try to act like they're good girls but end up being freaks. We have the ultimate case of that tonight. We actually have a letter from a pastor who is uh, who is in the process of being strung along by a man who only views her in a sexual manner. Now, now this is an actual pastor of a church who's who's writing in for advice. So definitely, I promise you, you don't want to miss that. But, Steve, what are your thoughts on that? Anything to add to that? Yeah, man, at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, she calls me and says, well, I hope, you know, hope I don't make too much noise for the neighbors. So I go pick her up in the caddy, and and she's like, uh, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30. I mean, what do you think we're going to do? You know, and she's like, uh, well, I guess we'll just watch TV. I'm like, man, you... <laughs> <laughs> you know, already told me. I hope we don't make too much noise for the neighbors. I didn't say that. It's like these women get delusional sometimes. They have drunk so much liquor, man. They start getting delusional about what they said and playing little mind games, and it's just a mess, man. It's just stop, ladies, stop teasing, stop doing this stuff. Stop, stop doing it. We don't believe you. One woman I, I met literally followed her, followed me home from the crib. You know, and literally as it was about to go down, this chick is like, yeah, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I, I just want you to know I've never done this before. This has never happened. I can't believe this. You know, I'll show you this chick's Facebook page right now. She's totally turned out, man, The big one of the biggest freaks on Facebook. But even at the time, I don't know if that was before she was the way she is, but just total freak, you know, just absolute craziness, man. You know, matter of fact, Marv, remind me to send you some pictures of that chick. No, I'm playing. I'm playing, guys. We're not going to indulge in that in that type of uh, in that type of behavior. I'm just <laughs> just joking around. Now, look, this is what I want to do. One thing I wanted to add to that is it's more more like a warning to the fellas. You know, it's a it's a warning to the men out there. The fellas on this panel already know this, but and I got into a lot of trouble a few years ago when I said this. There was, I mean, this was. 
like I didn't get a chance to say what Marv was talking about, how he kind of fell back from the, these debates in the group. For those of you who have been following me for years, I know Courtney knows this. Some of you guys who've been around for a little while know this. My not there was no friends of the day on Tolbert Show group. It was just my main page, and that's all my page was filled with was the type of advice that I give, but filled with debates. I'm talking about 400 comment you know posts, you know 300, 200, 100. Like just it would be like two people, like one person taking offense, and then and like me going back and forth, somebody else joining in, people ganging up on me, a couple other guys joining in, you know to, to you know help me out. And it would be like five, five, you know, hundred comments by like midnight, and um, I had to kind of leave that alone because people are going to do what they want to do. But the reality is, what one of the biggest debates of all time that I had on my page was where I said, you know, and this was the funny thing is it was advice directed towards the men, where I said, fellas, be very careful of these reformed. You know, or I should say, no, I should, no, that's not what it was. I was be careful of these extra spiritual, extra religious church girls who claim to be so deep rooted in Christ. And this was given at least three years ago at this point, but that was the advice I gave. I said, because a lot of times, not all the times, but a good percentage of the time, you have those women who had to hit rock bottom to get to that point. You know what I mean? Like what they what the, the catalyst to them giving their life to God, to them changing their life, to being so spiritual. Like a lot of times we see the aftermath. We see the scriptures. We see them going to church every Sunday. We see them being on the choir. We see them spending all day in church. But a lot of time, as Marv said at the beginning of the show, they're running from something. They're they're hiding from their past. You know what I mean? And a lot of time those pasts are filled with promiscuity. You know, hoish behavior, one night stands, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't and you can't change your life. I'm just saying what I'm saying because the reality is, a lot of men they don't want the reformed hoe. Now, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. God can bless the reformed hoe with an elite man. That is possible. However, it it is also a true statement. Just to be real, some men, including myself, don't want the reformed toe. They want the woman who not only respects their body, but who has always respected their body. Just like you see these women saying, I don't want a man who's been with a lot of women. Well, that's the mentality of most men. And so that's why I was saying, be careful, fellas, because a lot of those extra spiritual, extra church women, right, those are the ones who were getting it in back in 1997. Hopefully you all following me on that, man. It's deep stuff. Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just a, it's a man thing, Dana. It's a man thing, man. Like, these women don't really understand that, you know, it's, it's it's downright embarrassing, man. Like, you take a chick out somewhere, you think you found yourself a good girl, this this guy walks by and, 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 and you know, gives, gives, gives your woman that look, that look like, yeah, I had you back in the day type of look. And, you know, she looking all embarrassed, she playing it off, she blushing and whatnot. And, and it's like, you don't, even, you don't even need to ask her, you know, where do you know them from? It's like your, your, your male instincts jump in, and you already know that they were involved with, with each other in the past. So, I mean, just, just as a man, you, you know, you don't want to be humiliated like that. And, you know, I mean, we, we're, we're all territorial creatures, man, as men. Well, we're, the real men are territorial. So we don't, we don't even, I mean, we, we already know chances are another man was, was all up in our woman. But to have it in our face like that, that's, that's the part that 
I personally can't can't deal with, man. It's like, you know, I you know, a, a woman who you got a, got a man that walked by, man, and it's like you you already know that they were getting it in, and you, she already know how I get it in with her. So I'm like, man, you know, he had her too. Like, no, nah, I can't do it. It's like we 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 can't really take it seriously at that point. At that point. Yeah, ladies, be careful with that. James, is that something you can relate to as well? You know, day on, um, I have no reason to lie. The Lord is my witness. I, uh, I I didn't start going to church until I was 22, and I'm 30 now. And I can tell you, since I've been a Christian, um, I've been solicited for more sex in the eight years that I've been in the church than the first 22 years of my life when I wasn't in the church. <clears throat> and it's sad out here what's going on. Uh, you know, bro, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just really sad. Some of the biggest, and I'm not bashing any women, but some of the biggest freaks that I've met have been women that have called themselves evangelists, women that, <laughs> women that, I'm, I'm not lying to you, now, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just being keeping it real. Some of the biggest freaks I've met had the titles evangelist, prophetess. And you know, when I find out what was going, when I find out who they really are, I just I couldn't do nothing but just shake my head because it, you know I was not expecting this when I came into the church. And uh, some of these ladies just need to keep it real, you know, just call it for what it is. Hey man, I'm I'm literally I'm cracking up over here because when you said evangelist, I swear on everything, like you said, God is my witness. I know women who go by that title, who I know. Where they came from And again I'm not knocking it I'm not saying You shouldn't be an evangelist I'm not You know what I'm saying It is what it is But Just keep it real You know what I mean Don't let these men think That you don't have a past Don't all of a sudden Subtract all your numbers Because now Your prophetess So and so Your deaconess So and so You know what I mean But you know Back in the day You were something else You had a, a different nickname Right and the thing about it is, we as men have the right to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women, they don't agree with that. They feel like, you know, my past is my past. No, your, your past is is the the right of your future husband to know and for him to make a decision as to whether or not that's someone that you want to, you know, engage yourself with. For example, if if you've been to jail as a man, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're a man you were dealing with, ladies, had been to jail, or a man you know, you know, had been sexually molested, or a man used to have a drug problem, those are things that you have the right to know. He should divulge that information to you. Just like your employers, they have the right to know what your background is like. That's why they run a background check, because if they're going to hire you for a position to do a job for them, then they have the right to know what type of person you are. And I think that that's only fair that we as men know, you know, what's going on out here. Now, I'm not saying we should give you an interview, we should ask you 20 questions as to what your past is like, but at the same time, certain things should be revealed. And th- I mean, certain things will be revealed regardless of what you do. Like I said, we, we, we've talked before and that, you know, we have certain ways of determining, you know, what your past was like. Lewis, talk about that for a second. How do you feel, man? Is that... Is that something that you feel like you have the right to know if a woman had a certain past? And, and if so, how would you view her um, if she, one, revealed that past, or two, tried to keep that past from you and you found out after the fact? I feel like definitely 
because you know she know what I'm I'm about. You know I'm not. You know I I'm not saying that the woman necessarily has to be a virgin, but what I'm saying is if you got to look if you if I'm bringing this to the table, then then why would I be why why should I deal with mess? You know because you're getting the best from me. What am I getting from you? If I find out after the fact that you're keeping something from me, uh, that's a wrap for me. You know, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather a woman be honest about some things because then at least, you know, it, you know, if I, if I keep it moving, I keep it moving. But at least I, I can respect her for being honest. But when you're trying to keep things from me and you're trying to put yourself out there like you one thing and you something else. Once that trust is broken, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't even try to work on it. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be gone because if I can't trust you about that, then what can I trust you about? Man, exactly. <clears throat> That's an excellent point. Let's. I want to give y'all a little another additional piece of information and clear up some misconceptions. <clears throat> a lot of people think that you know, in the dating world, in the relate, you know, in the dating or single life, and then going into the dating world, and then even in relationships. A lot of people think that um, that Friday nights, you know, you got your Friday night freaks, your Saturday night jump offs, you know, you think that that's those are pretty much the days where a lot of bad things are happening. But you'd be very surprised to know that there is a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of Sunday night sex going on out here. And I say that for a number of reasons. <clears throat> a lot of women they don't really know what's going on. Sunday night is the night that sneaks up on you, and that's where the sin really happens. If you understand, and Courtney and I talk a lot about this, um, you know, the devil has a plan for us all, okay? And, and if he sees people, and Christians, that's why what, what, uh, what James is talking about is so true, is that some of the biggest freaks are the ones who've given their lives to God. Some of the biggest freaks who've done the freakiest things are the ones in church praying, but I'll tell you, and I'll explain it a little bit because it's very deep. You know, this is actually a serious subject because you're talking about spiritual warfare. And so what happens is, because if you're living in the world, the devil doesn't need to, he doesn't need to do but so much. He doesn't need to tempt you. So it's like if you're having sex, you're having sex. If you're not, you're not. A lot of times you, you might not even be that big of a freak. Some of the, it's funny, ironically, some of the the least freaks, or, you know, if that's not the right way to say it, but you know what I mean? There, some of the, the, the biggest freaks are the ones that are in church. <clears throat> you know, the ones who are outside of the church aren't being tempted to do some of the things that some of the other women are. Because once you give your life to God, once you're actively trying to get closer to God, the devil's trying to knock you down off that high horse. So this is what happens. This is how it plays out. A lot of women are celibate. All right? You, you, a lot of times you just chill. You go out, you know, you, you go to Friday night Bible study, go to like, you know, the evening service or whatever it is, you know, so that's what you do. You come home, you chill. A lot of times you may, um, you know, Saturday night go out to eat with your girlfriends, you know, not really doing anything there. But then Saturday, Sunday you go to church, obviously, come home, get something to eat. That's the night when the bad things happen. That's the night when you get the random text message. You know, because you're chilling. Most likely you had a good word Sunday morning, got all dressed up. You you, you know, you, you took, the, you were already saved, but you still prayed the, 
the the prayer for the for the new believers, people giving their lives to God for the first time. You've rededicated your life to Christ. You may have even gone up to the altar, cried your eyes out, ended up on your knees, falling out, feeling all good all day long, right? Next thing you know, Sunday night, you're watching your Lifetime movies in your, in your PJs. So-and-so from 2005 just hits you up. You know, y'all used to get it in. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, boy, here we go. You're feeling all good. You know, guess who? Guess who's not happy about that though? Guess who's not feeling good? The devil. So next thing you know, he's saying, "Why don't you let me come see you real quick?" He still has your address saved in the GPS from back in the day when he used to swing by, knock it off, you know, roll out. Did even cuddle with you? Just put his clothes back on and roll. You know what I mean? You didn't like it then, but for whatever reason, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. On a Sunday fall night, you know, fall Sunday evening. Next thing you know, you're not in your PJs anymore. You're now in your your your, your nice little juicy sweatsuit, juicy couture. Get you know, acting as if that's what you had been in all day. You just, you, know, you know how it goes. Take a little shower. You weren't planning on taking a shower, you know what I mean? But you took it, you know what I'm saying? Get all ready for him. Get the house smelling all good. You you one God is talking to you. He's saying, yo. What are you doing? You were just at the altar falling out. Now you're taking a shower, spraying, the, you know, lighting the scented candles for the, the, the ex-boyfriend, or not even the boyfriend, the ex-jump-off, the ex-booty call. You know what I mean? Now he comes over. One thing leads to another. He, you know you know what it is. You know what you're about to do. You know what I'm saying? It's the day you rededicate your life to Christ, next thing you know, y'all having that same good old sweaty, passionate sex. Right on your couch, right in the living room. And then after, you know what I mean, you feel like crap. That's when the conviction hits you because you just got finished. You know, you feel like you let God down. And that's how the devil gets you because now you you did all of that. How do you go back to church that next Sunday, do it all over again when you know what you did that Sunday night? And that's how the devil gets people out of church. That's how the devil lies to people and tells them that they're not worthy of going back to that altar and do crying and doing it all again, getting the hands laid on them. You know what I mean? And then that's when you, next thing you know, you, you're back in that lifestyle. You know, and, and that's where so many people are at right now as we speak. I ask them, what's your relationship like with God? They say, well, it's not as good as it could be. Well, I say, well, why is that? You know, a lot of times they eventually tell me that it's well, it's because they're, you know, they feel like they've let God down. They, they've been having some sex. They have a friend with benefits. You know what I'm saying? It's a deep stuff right here, man. Y'all thought I just switched it all up on y'all, Courtney. This is, you know, we talk about this stuff. Is this anything you can relate to? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I can relate to, you know, just cutting someone out. Of my life, and then, like you said, like years later, you know, they resurfaced, and I remember feeling um, weak, almost like I just couldn't resist that temptation, and it's it's very difficult. And I think around that time was when I started um, going back to church. Actually, yeah. Man, that's that. It's telling y'all, man, that Sunday night sex. James, that anything you can relate to? Any stories you've heard or something you may have even experienced personally? 
you are completely on point day, Don, man. I, you know, just being honest with myself, Sunday nights was always, you know, as a Christian man, Sunday nights was always the toughest night for me because, you know, everybody was their families. You know, I'm chilling at home, had a great service the, more, the same morning, and, uh, you know, now I'm at home by myself chilling, and, and next thing you know, I'm thinking thoughts. I'm thinking about, you know, what, what whose number I have in my phone. I'm thinking about different things. And, you know, like you said, Sunday is, that's the night when a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of sex is going on. And, uh, you know, the reality is a lot of people don't realize that um, when you give your life to Christ, those sexual desires that you had before you were a Christian, they don't go away. Have the same sexual desires, the same sexual urges, but we can't satisfy those urges the same way that we did when we weren't saved. And a lot of people, a lot of Christian people are, you know, there's a lot of sex going on here, a lot of sex going on in the church, a lot of sex going on out, out here, and, um, you know, I'm just glad that we're addressing some of these issues tonight because it definitely needs to be uh, talked about. Right, man. This stuff is crazy. <clears throat> These are situations that we can all relate to. And, you know, ladies, those same men, it, everything that you said before and everything that you will say after will not be viewed in the same manner. When you do certain things that put you in the same light as these other women that we that we've known in our, you know, in our lives, that's how you're going to be forever seen. Regardless if you become an evangelist, a prophetess, a deaconess, you know, all any of those things, we're still going to see you as the freak. You know, a lot of times it's Sunday night freak. When you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to Bible study, we're going to be thinking about what you did to us. You know, Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Anything you can relate to? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I've, I've recently rededicated my life to Christ. I was tired of just living that lifestyle. And at the moment that I made that conscious decision to do that, you know, now here I am getting these uh, random inboxes on F on Facebook. You know, I'm getting calls from women that I dealt with 10 years ago, you know, talking about they just checking up on me. What you checking up on me for? Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, get, I get a lot of, just get a lot of that just, just coming out of nowhere. And I realize that it is Satan's um, way to kind of just throw me off course, man, and, you know, just to be honest, man, like it, it is a daily struggle. Like I, I'm very, I'm a very open individual, and I, I express that frustration um, consistently on Facebook, and, and I appreciate the feedback that everybody gives me. Um, but it's like I, I can see a woman's agenda from, you know, from from afar. It's like I already know why she's in my life. I already know what her agenda is, and I already know that if I if I deal with that, it's it's just going to take me off of my path, man. And you know, like I, it was a couple of women that I met recently here in Philly, um, one who, you know, said that she's not looking for a relationship. You know, she did say that she was, she used the term spiritual. She said she goes to church, but she's not looking for a relationship. She called herself, you know, independent. She has an independent spirit or free spirit, I should say. Um, so, you know, it was like just something like that. Back in the day, I would have jumped all over that. But, you know, the fact that, you know, Satan, I, I, I really believe he brought her in my life to really test my faith, man. And I was, you know, I was able to walk away from that. So it's it's, it's a daily challenge that I go through. Yeah, man. Like James said, it's uh, that's not one of those things that just goes away. <clears throat> if, you know, the feelings are there, the temptation will be there. And, and it's just, a, you know, it's funny. I, me and Safina, we did a classic show probably a few, several months ago at this point on uh, – 
how to dating as a Christian or, you know, how to how to successfully, you know, Christian dating, the do's and don'ts of Christian dating, if you want to search for it. I think it's uh, that's what it was under, the do's and don'ts of Christian dating. And, uh, you know, just the, all the, the pitfalls and the temptations and the, the things to look out for and the do's, the don'ts, the things to do not to do, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm just telling you, man, Sunday nights is one of those nights where it can definitely go down. I want to, like I said, I want to talk about uh, these, uh, the, I want to read this story. Steve, real, real quick, any last uh, thoughts on that thing you want to add? Before? I want to read this, this story from the pastor. Yes, uh, basically, that's why God never intended fornication uh, outside of uh, marriage, because once it starts, it's hard to stop. I've had women tell me comp- repeatedly, you know, that uh, they feel like they're in bondage and, uh, and basically, you know, uh, it's just a consequence of God. It's just like the judgment of God that feeling men have, you know, and uh, that after sex, you know, they can't be with their. And also men back in the day, like in the Old Testament, polygamy, you know, Solomon had a thousand wives. So it's uh, men can deal with multiple women, but the reverse is not easy where women trying to deal with multiple men. So they, they, you know, like you said, a man can be with 100 women, uh, be married to the right woman, you know, and a woman be with 100 men, and this doesn't work that way, but men are naturally built uh, for polygamy. That's why it was legal back in the Old Testament. Women can't do the same thing men can do. And that's my comment, Dato. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. I mean, you can, but you can't expect to be viewed in the same manner. That's what I think, you know, a lot of women, they don't make that, you know, the connection, they feel like, well, I'll be the exception. You know, he'll view me as respectable. We'll live happily ever after. I'll give him this sex, you know, and then he'll still view me as as his future wife. And that's, you know, that's just not, that's just not realistic, ladies. Under no, Hear me on this. There really are no circumstances in which you can have sex with a man prior to marriage and it would be a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, you can try your luck. You know, but I, I can honestly tell you that the odds of that, you got a better chance of playing the lottery, you know, and winning than for that situation to actually end up being successful. You know what I mean? Regardless of what these relationship guys are talking about, filling your, your head with lies and stuff like that, it's not going down, man. All right, guys. <clears throat> now, this before we read this question, one last thing, too, that I wanted to, to go over. Lady, and I said this on Facebook, I said, you know, saying that you're celibate because of your spiritual beliefs, that doesn't really carry a lot of weight. That doesn't mean anything if you let a man grind on you, if you, you know, jerk him off, you know what I mean? You allow him to go down on you. It's like a lot of women have this this thing. It's like, well, as long as we don't have sex, as long as, we, you know, we can get a little freaky, I can... You know, he'll still get his off. I can get mine's off. I can do this, and I can get him to this point so that we're both good, so to speak. But, you know, at least we're not fornicating. And I just want, hope you guys understand that those are not, you know, you can't do that. There's still sins. You're still lusting. You're still fornicating. You know, it's still the same thing in God's eyes. You know what I mean? Like, God's not stupid. Like, you know what I mean? He's not an idiot. You can't you can't test God. You can't like cheat God. He knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, so he's still going to this this the ramifications 
are still going to be the same. The consequences are going to be the same. Don't try to cheat God. But you know about that, Mark. You ever had a woman be like, "Well, yeah, we can we can get our grind on her here. Let me do this for you real quick." But we we're not. I'm not gonna let you stick it in. You ever had that? Of course, man. Of course, you know you got these women who claim claim that celibacy uh, stand, but yet, you know they 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 play the games, or um, they may even in fact let you hit. You know what I mean? And then they'll they'll blame it on on whatever. You know, you you manipulated me, or you 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 you, you know you have. You know, you 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 gain me up or whatever, whatever the excuse may be. Not even taking responsibility for for themselves, um, you know. And it's like you, this this particular chick, she she claimed to be celibate, and you know, I dealt with her for a few months, and you know, I, I hit like four or five times. So I'm like, look, you, you're not. I had to tell her one day, like, look, you're not celibate. Stop saying that. Like, <laughs> you know, you're not. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? You ain't fooling me because we just got finished doing it. So. Like stop saying you're celibate. Either you are or you're not. Like you can't have one foot in and one foot out. Like take a stand and 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 deal with that. So, but you know it's just crazy how these women just in their mind they think they're one thing, but they're acting a totally different way. Yeah, yeah, and they convince themselves that they they, they start to believe their own lies. And the thing about it is, ladies, you know, as far as celibacy goes, just because you you got you just got out of a relationship. You know what I mean? Like you're not dealing with anybody at that moment. That's not celibacy. You're not celibate because you're at, you broke up with your ex and you haven't met anybody yet, or the guys you've been meeting were the type of men who you didn't feel comfortable having sex with, or you didn't want to have sex with because you weren't feeling them. You know what I mean? All like that. That's not celibacy. That's just not having sex. Celibacy is what my man Lewis is doing. You know what I'm saying? He's celibate. He doesn't have sex. You understand, like, he, that's a decision he's made because of his spiritual beliefs and the respect that he has for himself and his body. That's a decision he made. But, you know what I mean, there's a difference between, he could have sex. A lot of you guys know that. I mean, y'all, a lot of y'all secretly lusting after Lewis right now as we speak. You know, checking on his pages, looking through his pictures, like, hmm, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, come on, you you guys know all, you know what you do. That's what I'm saying. He's making a decision to resist that temptation. And the the true test of celibacy is when you are faced with the decision of am I going to have sex or am I not going to have sex, and you choose not to have sex. It, celibacy is when you want to have sex, but you choose not to have sex. You understand that? That's the that's the true test right there. That's what's really pleasing to God. You being horny and having somebody fulfill your sexual needs in a non-sexual way, you know, or a non-intercourse way, I should say. That's not pleasing to God. That doesn't do anything for him. That doesn't get you brownie points. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's like Marv said, we got you got to stop. You got to take a stand. You got to stop fronting out here. And, and, and let me just, if I could, just one last thing on that. It, a lot of women they play the celibacy card because they think that that is going to be you know more attractive in our eyes or make them more attractive in our eyes. When in reality, I would have more respect for a woman who let me have sex with her on the first date and said, hey, look, this is what it is. I like you. You like me. We've got this connection. Hey, it you know, it happened, whatever. Let's deal with it. You know, this is, I'm not going to make excuses for why it happened. I just wanted to do it. You know, I'm not a hoe, but, you know, I'm feeling you like that. I would respect that, and her actions actually indicated that was the case. I have more respect for a woman where that happened. I'm talking about first date, you know, like a Love Jones type of thing. Than I would a woman 
who says something so stupid as to say, oh, I read the Steve Harvey 90-day rule, or I'm a Christian and I don't have sex, but we can do X, Y, and Z, and you draw it out for two, three weeks, and then after, you know, that three weeks, you know, or that month, you let me have sex with you. And it's, you know what I'm saying, after the tug of war with the panties, no, no, my God, I don't want to do this, no, 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 no. God, even praying in the moment, God, help me, give me strength to resist. Like, all that crap is fake. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it all. If you're going to do it, ladies, then do it. If you're not going to do it, then don't even put yourself in those sexual situations. That, that was my advice. What are your thoughts on that, James? You know what, Daydon, uh, you know, you're exactly on point, man. I, uh, I tell a lot of people that a lot of these ladies, they're just one person away from uh, doing doing something wrong. A lot of them boast about being virgins. I've seen it in my, you know, my own eyes. A lot of them boast about how celibate they are. But the reality is if the right brother came along with the right game and the right look, then the panties won't be dropping. And so, you know, these ladies just have to be real with themselves and be honest, you know, call it for what it is. If you're, if you're getting it in, then you're getting it in. But, but don't pretend like you're one person and you're doing something else. Right, right, man. You got, you got to be honest, man. I'm telling you, right or wrong, we will, you know, the respect will be there. He may not even wipe you up, but at least he will have the respect and be like, wow, okay, this is just what it was. This is, you know, this is who she is, you know. I respect her. That's what happened. You understand? But no respect whatsoever for the women who who try to act one way and then end up being something totally different. Let's read this question real quick. I'm gonna read this question, and um, this is a, this is crazy, man. This is a, a story from a pastor who a young woman who is going through some. So I'll just I'll just go ahead and read it. And y'all can we can talk about it. But we're talking tonight, and it fits right along with what we're talking about as far as the religious women, the spiritual women, but who end up being the freaky women. Let's talk about it. She says, hey, Daydon, I should be in church praying and spreading the word right now, but the things the pastor would tell me, I already know. Because of the circumstances surrounding my situation, I'm actually somewhat ashamed to say it, but I'm a pastor myself. I know the words of God forwards and backwards, but it's the words of men that confuse me greatly. I could find scriptures in the Bible that will heal my spirit, and I will. However, as a woman and a frequent listener of your show, I ask some of you and your co-hosts for words of wisdom. Before I share my story with you, I ask that you do not judge me because I'm a pastor. Again, I'm a woman first. And as a listener of your show, I'm asking for your advice. I'm 32 years old, and I've been the reverend of my church for five years now. I give advice to people on a spiritual level roughly 16 hours out of each day. However, when it comes to the ways of men, I'm actually so inexperienced. All my life I've been raised to be a preacher. I've never really dealt with men. I'm unmarried and I've only been sexually active with one man my entire life. That man is the man that I'm dealing with now. And the reason I'm writing you and the reading, reason why I'm writing you, I'm away from my church for the next two weeks the next two weeks, with a pastor's convention, and I'm using this time to reflect and get some guidance. It would be good to go to another pastor and talk to them, but the way I would be judged would be ridiculous. The, a woman of the cloth should not be sinning. 
with the amount of sin that actually goes on by members of the cloth, I should say a woman of the cloth should not be openly admitting to sinning. We live in a very judgmental and hypocritical world. I listen to you and your co-hosts whenever I can, and I love the insights you give. So here I am. I guess you can see that I'm beating around the bush right now, even though, because even though I come to you by email, I'm still very nervous. I need this advice, so here it goes. I've been dating a man for about six months now, and I must admit that it feels great to have him in my life. Of course, there's no greater feeling than having God in your life spiritually, but the physical presence is of a man is great and it's powerful, even more so than I ever could have imagined. As I was saying, I've been dating him for six months now. I gave myself to him sexually after knowing him for only a month. Now, please don't take me to be promiscuous because I'm not. I don't say that because I'm a pastor either. I know as well I know as well as I'm sure others know that there are some very promiscuous pastors, male and female. I, however, am not one of those pastors. I say I'm not promiscuous because I was 31 years old at the time and uh I'm sorry. I'm 31 years old at the time and I'm I was still a virgin. I'd never done anything with a man before. Other than changing my younger brother's diapers so many years ago, I'd never even seen or touched a man's genitalia in person. So even though I slept with him early, I'm not a promiscuous woman. For 31 years, I wasn't even tempted, but somehow I let it all I let it all go. Let's take a break right there for a quick second. Um, Marv, what are your thoughts so far on this on this situation? Um, just based on that particular information that you shared, um, I mean, the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that she admitted that she hasn't really been with a man for 31 years. Um, so I'm wondering if it was just a matter of her being curious. Um, was she at a point in her life where she wanted to experience that? Um, and it just took this particular guy to bring this out of her. Um, if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. So I'm just wondering if maybe she was just at a position or a state in her life where she was just, you know, intrigued and curious. Right, right. This is deep stuff, man. Lewis, what are your thoughts right here on this situation so far? And I'm only about halfway through. Well, just a couple things that stood out to me. One, you know, she was a virgin and then she had sex for the first time. I mean, I can imagine, you know, what the, what her body is going through and what's going on in her mind. And see, it sounds to me like she's getting the emotional tie and the emotional um, attachment that happens after sex mixed up with love. And then the other thing, she said she was dating him for six months. And I think we, I think all men on this panel has expressed that it doesn't take that long to decide whether or not you want to be with somebody. Right. Yeah, man, good, uh, good, good story. Uh, very interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back and wrap, you know, and um, analyze it a little bit. Let me just finish it off here. She said, "But you know, for 31 years, I was not even tempted, but somehow I let it all go. He just did things to me, and he made me feel ways that I never felt as a woman. The things he said were so unchristian-like. The way he touched me was so unchristian-like." But it did something to me, and I loved what it did to me. Even though I knew personally that it was wrong, I succumbed to sin 
and con- and I continue to sin as I wait for him to make me his wife. I've been listening to you all. I've heard on numerous occasions where you stated sleeping with a man too early puts you into a sexual category. However, because he knew that I was a virgin ahead of time, uh, he would still consider me the type, or would he still consider me the type of woman to be put into that uh, that category? I know women can lie about their sexual past, but he knew from my inexperience as well as the blood that I left that I was a true virgin. The past six months I've been experiencing a different type of happiness. For the past five of those six months, I've been beyond conflicted. I've been conflicted first because I'm going against all that I believe in and all that I teach, and also because I don't know what to make of where this relationship is going. I've told him on more than one occasion that I love him and I can't continue this type of lifestyle. He never says that he loves me, but I know that he does. He tells me how greatly he cares for me and how much he enjoys being with me. He says that he doesn't want things to change between us, and he'll do whatever he has to do when the time is right. What does that mean, when the time is right? All of my life, I've known the love of God and the love of my Father. I've never known this type of love before, and I'm beyond lost. I truly love this man, and I want to be his wife. I know the things I do to and for him should only be done between a husband and a wife. But for some reason, I've come to a point in my life where I no longer follow my own teachings. Is it possible for me to lose my sinful ways and keep him? Right now, my actions say that I love a man more than I love God, and that has to stop. I just don't want to lose this man. I want to be his wife. So that's the question. You know, let's let's jump into it. Let's go back to the panel, you know, and um you know, see what's going on. Fellas, what do you, what do y'all think about this? Man, Steve, what we'll start with you, man. What 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 advice would you give to this young woman? Yeah, it's all emotional day down, total emotions. She's going through losing her virginity experience. Um there's no there's no logic in this at all. Um when most women want Men that don't want them or want a man more than he wants her, they start to do stuff that's out of pocket, kind of like the nice guy doing too much. Women start to do too much, and that happens all the time. She's not the exception. She's doing way too much instead of putting some logic in there and just keeping her legs closed and just making him pass the test. Instead of that, logic has been thrown out the window, and and, and, and she's... She's just going through the losing the virginity experience. That's my comment. Yeah, man. You know that that you know it's funny, man. I, it's it's most women that I've ever just on a counseling level, but even prior to me counseling, just as a man, and the other fellows know this. You know, usually when you meet women, there's like that one guy. You know, everybody's got that one guy. That they just can't get over, or that they've had a super hard time getting over. You know, a lot of times it's the guy who took the virginity. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's the guy after that, or two guys after that. But it's like that that source of emotional unavailability that kind of laid the foundation for everything else that's happened throughout your twenties and your even sometimes your thirties. You know, and and I'm just encouraging y'all, whoever that guy is, you know, this is her guy. 
You know, think of it. Courtney, you know who your guy is. Some of you other ladies out there know who your guy is that, that's been that major guy that you could just never quite get over. You know, it's crazy out here. Lewis, jump in on that, man. You know, what what are your thoughts on what would your advice be to this this pastor? Well, it sounds to me all that stuff you were saying about, you know, I don't know when the time is, that's um, let me tell you, that's that's just game. You know, he's just running game on you. He's just telling you uh, he's just stalling the time. You know, he doesn't love you. He can't even tell you he loves you. Um, what you need to do, look, I, I know it would be difficult for you to just cut him off cold turkey because of the emotions. But, hey, I think Nadon touched on something earlier when he was talking about truth and how men will respect the truth. Now, I don't think there's anything to this man, and I don't believe that Christ has sent him. I do believe that just like it's funny how, you know, these, these – these tie into what we talk about. It's like Dadon and the other panel was saying about Satan. You know, Satan knows that you're trying to dedicate your life to Christ and you're trying to live for him and be a pastor, and he just sent something you shouldn't be bothered with. But like Dadon said, tell the truth. Tell him, hey, look, I can't do this with you anymore. I'm not going to do this. This is wrong. And if, I bet you he's not going to stick around. But I'm telling you, you, I mean, stop having sex with him. Get back on your knees. This is not from Christ. This is directly sent to you by Satan. You need to just just get off of this. Get away from him. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's definitely. I agree. Absolutely. You know, great advice. A lot easier said than done, though. Marv, what would your advice be to you know help this woman walk away from this situation, or even see what's really even going on? Just uh, she just needs to come to the reality that uh. You know, she's just not being chosen. You know, um, a man like I, like I said earlier, you know, men are territorial. I mean, if whatever we like, we're gonna we're gonna put a claim on it. We're gonna go get that ring, and we're gonna we're gonna lock that down. You know, this man just seems like he's he's just in his player stage. Um, you know, he he's getting he's getting her uh, her goodies at any time. You know, at any given moment, you know, he can call her up, hit her up, and she'll come through and. Uh, and because he knows that she has an emotional attachment towards him, it just makes him makes it it makes the game that much easier for him. Um, if he wanted to lock her down, he would have done that by now. I mean, you know, it's good that she was a virgin prior to meeting him, but he's just not at a, a point in his life where he number one appreciates that, and number two, he's willing to, you know, like I said, put that put that claim on it. So. Um, I think she just needs to really, you know, I know it's going to be hard, but she's just really going to have to step back and look at it for what it is. She's not being chosen. He's only in, he's only with her for the sex. She needs to accept that and just move on. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy, man. These women will try to make something out of nothing, and it's not nothing is going down. You know, like Marv said, if he's not claiming you, we are very territorial uh, creatures. Very possessive individuals. A lot of women, they go into it thinking that these men want to be friends. You know, it's like, well, we'll just be friends. And I, it's funny, I've never, you hear women say that all the time. Like, oh, no, I was debating with some chick on, on my, my Facebook page last night. She was like, no, nah, if he doesn't do X, Y, and Z, then he goes into the friends category. You will never hear a man say anything about being friends with a woman. You ever not, Never. You know, that's a strictly a woman thing. Men don't want friends. I've never heard a man say, oh, yeah, nah, me and her are just going to be friends. If anything, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to hit that or I'm going to wife it up. 
It's one of the two, ladies. There is no friends. I don't. Where do y'all get this from? Stop taking advice from your. See, y'all are taking advice from women like this. You know what I mean? You're taking advice from the women who are getting strung along. Have no no woman will ever be able to think like a like a man. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with Courtney and Safina are probably the are the best examples of of women who understand men better than anybody that I've ever met. But other than that, you know, a lot of these women are absolutely clueless as to what is going on in the minds of men. So you really should never be taking relationship advice about a man from a woman. That's just that to me that, that makes no sense whatsoever. You know what I mean? So if this man is saying things like, oh, yeah, you know, when the time is right, the time is right now. You know what I'm saying? If we want you. if you, Ladies, think about it. If you're walking down the street and a man approaches you and says, you know what, and you're looking good, you know how you look, he says, hey, look, you know what, Can I, well, are you spoken for it? You got a boyfriend? What are you going to say? You're going to be forced to say no. And so at that moment, that's going to give that man the opportunity in his mind to say, wow, I have a shot with her. I can possibly, yeah, it's clear that she's dealing with somebody, but I have an opportunity to get with her. We as men, if we want you, would never allow you to be out there in the cold like that, you know, vulnerable to be scooped up by somebody else. The only reason we would do that is if we genuinely don't want you and don't care about you in any capacity. You know, James, what are your thoughts on that? You know, Dana, first uh, I want to commend her for, you know, for going 30 years as a virgin, for saving herself. Uh, fortunately, she has uh, gotten herself into a situation where she has uh, developed a soul tie with someone that does not want her. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about soul ties and it talks about, you know, the, the consequences that come from having, you know, premarital sex. And uh, this lady's going to have to take some time to, you know, to, to go to God in prayer, she's going to have to take some time to fast, and she's going to have to take some time to do whatever she can to get that stronghold broken, that addiction broken from this other brother, because uh, she continues to have sex with this guy. She's going to continue to, or she, she can possibly get pregnant, and she's going to continue to, uh, you know, to justify herself as being a hypocrite. And, um, you know, bro, the sad thing about it is there's women just like her in her exact position that are leading our ladies in every, in these ministries. There are single ministries, leaders, single ministries, pastors, giving our single Christian women advice when they are in situations themselves that are contradicting everything they teach. And, and a lot of people wonder why there are so many issues out here. It's because, we're, you know, our churches, it's because our single ministries are being led by women that are putting themselves in positions like this lady right here. Right, man. It's crazy, man. I've We know about the prophetesses. We know about the evangelists. We know about the elders. All those terms, you, you know, they're, at the end of the day, they're just women just like you. They get tempted just like you. Many of them are freaks just like you. So be very careful when you go on these women's retreats and, and lift these people up and put them on these pedestals. You know what I mean? And thinking, oh my gosh, they're you know, a lot of those women are watching porn just like you at night. You know what I mean? Masturbating just like you before they go to sleep. Yeah, trust me on that. You know what I mean? And it's real talk. Stop stop just really focus on yourself, you know, and your relationship with God and stop looking at what these other people are doing and you know, and you'll be cool. 
<laughs> I posted a picture of the young woman in the uh, in the group and check it out. This is the thing, man. A young woman, I just got finished saying that, you know, men look at women in two ways, either a wife or a freak or a hoe or a jump off or a booty call. There is no in-between there. I said the men are absolutely not interested in, in, in being, you know, in friendships with women nowadays. And, and a young woman said in the group, she said, I hear men say friends all the time more than women. And that's the that this is a I'm glad she posted that. I'm glad she pointed that out. That's a good point because that's the thing. Yeah, you will hear that. Men will tell women, "Oh yeah, we can be friends." But I'm not talking about what men tell women. We already know that men will tell women, "Oh yeah, you know, we can just kick it. We can take things slow. We can be friends." But that's so he can still have sex with you. That's where you can become a friend with benefits. I'm talking about what we tell other men. Marv knows, I know, there's not a man on this panel who is interested in maintaining a platonic, or or excuse me, a non-platonic friendship with, with, with a woman. Now, when I say non-platonic, I mean that if, if you're having a flirty friendship with somebody, you go out, you have sex, you, you, know, you go to the movies, that's not a friendship. That's just waiting. Is sex waiting to happen? He's setting you up for sex. Now, if the relationship is platonic, like I got a lot of platonic female friends. Courtney's a platonic female friend. Safina's a platonic female friend. Nikki is one of my platonic female friends. You know, I, a lot of female friends who it's never been like that. It never will be like that. You understand? But when you get a man trying to, you know, chill with you on a Friday night. And you're talking about, oh, no, we're just friends. Let's go grab something to eat and go back to the crib. Let's get some takeout, grab a couple of beers, and, you know, we'll chill, you know, followed by some good sex. That's not, you know what I mean, that's not a friend. That's just the emotional unavailability right there. So you got to be smart about this. You got to be smart about this stuff, ladies. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap this question up. Um, you know, at the end of the day, she says, I, my actions say that I love a man more than God. And, and that right there tells you, you know, what's going on. If you allow a man to come before your relationship with God, clearly that man is not of God and he's of the devil. He's sent to destroy you. She says that I don't want to lose this man. Well, you don't have that man. That's what a lot of women don't seem to get. If a man is going to be friends with you, or that's the category you're going to go into or how you want to perceive the relationship, you need to understand that that man is having sex with other women. All right? I mean, you don't want to take your own life into your, you know, put your life into the hands of someone else. You know, don't have unprotected sex with somebody who's having sex with, with other people. That's just not smart. You say, I want to be his wife. You're never going to be his wife. If he wanted to be your wife, then you would be his wife. You know, you would not have, you know, it would not be a state of limbo that it's in now. And the last thing that I'm going to say about this question is that you said that uh, you've heard me on this show say that a man will view you as a hoe if you give it up too soon. And, and that's not what you heard on this show. That's the thing. What you heard on this show is me saying if you have sex with a man you will be viewed as a hoe. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Like, is there any confusion? Because there's a lot of sex going on out here, but nobody wants to feel like they're being viewed as a hoe. 
if you have sex with a man, you will be viewed most likely as a hoe. If you ha- if you open your legs before he opens his heart, you will be viewed as a hoe, meaning you will not be viewed as his wife. Do you guys get that, Marv? How do you feel about? It? I, mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I can just about guarantee you're not going to be taken seriously the moment he ejaculates. What are your thoughts on that, Marv? The moment you ejaculate, the moment you find out that you know her that she has sex on the brain, uh, you can just tell by how a woman carries herself and just by the content of the conversation where it's going to go. Especially a man who has experience, you know, such as myself. Like when I meet women now, uh, and, and the moment she talks, she opens her mouth and starts to speak. I already know what her agenda is. I already know what her head is at. And because I'm not looking for, you know, someone to conquer. You know, I'm looking for someone to build with. It's like I'm just immediately turned off. Now the next man is going to just, is going to be all over that. Um, so you know, I'm, I you know I I pretty much see it, see it for what it is. Um, I choose to keep it moving. You know, but she's going to continue to make herself available to to other men, and those men they're going to they're going to hit, and then they're going to have regrets like I used to back in the day, and uh, and then, you know, she's just going to have another notch in the belt. It's, it's a sad situation. Just another notch, man. Y'all, y'all can't take these notches. See, men don't, there are notches, don't get, get, don't get kept track of. Yours do. Everyone sticks out at like a, a sore thumb. It's like, boom, you know what I mean? One major notch, like one more sexual partner. Whereas if we're at number, you know, 30, number 32, 35, 52, 97, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? If you really think about it, it doesn't matter to us, and it doesn't really matter to you. Let's just be honest. I mean, the women out there will say, most, I mean, some women will say, well, I don't want a man who's done it. But at the end of the day, you're not kicking in these men out. You're not rejecting these men if you find out that he was, you know, a, a hoe back in the day. Let's be real. If he, if he has all the qualities that you're bringing to the table, you know what I mean? Y'all can save that for those other groups because the reality is you're probably going to allow yourself to get wiped up by him, if, especially if he's treating you good. And, 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 and you know, you feel like he, he's a, a good dude. You know what I mean? You know, so let's, let's keep it real. There is a major double standard that exists in today's society, um, but unfortunately there are some double standards that are in favor of the women, others that favor the men. This is one of them. You cannot do the same thing sexually that we can do and be viewed in the same manner. That's just, you know, that's just how it is. All right, guys, I'm going to tell you a quick story before we get out of here. There was one young woman that I know, very sad story, man. I feel bad for her, and I'm, I'm debating, should I give you all the sugar-coated version or the real version? I think I'll give you all the, the, the sugar-coated version, but trust me, it'll still seem... As real as it as anything you've ever heard in your life, it's a young woman that I knew, and I had dealt with her back in the day. This was somebody I had messed with, but she was clearly a a freak. You know what I mean? One of these freak chicks. And um, you know, I, and I don't like I don't I'm not proud of my role in this, but the reality is, you know, I knew that she was one of those women that would allow men to pretty much do whatever they wanted with her. She surely would have allowed me to do whatever it is that I wanted to do. So what we did was, you know, I had the homies. One one night, you know, we were riding around back, you know, late at night from the club and trying to, you know, nobody was ready to go home. Say, yo, man, what, what what chicks you know, man? Call call one of these chicks, man. What's up? Anybody still up? What's going on? 
So everybody's going through the phone, seeing what, seeing, seeing what's up. So I said, you know, I was always that guy. I was like the go-to guy, you know, when, when you know we wanted to have fun when we needed a late-night call or, you know, just wanted some excitement. You know, they not always knew somebody to do something. So I called up this one chick, right? And the ladies are like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I, I don't want to go to bed now. I mean, they got their second win. They about to hear a crazy story, man. Y'all some perverts out there, man. Courtney, real quick, what's up with your freaky girlfriends who just they're sitting home and wait for these stories? I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what man. I'm talking about, Courtney. I mean, y'all love these stories, man. Yeah, I'm, man, I give, I'm giving y'all. Now, let me stop right there. I'm gonna say what I was gonna say. This, let me finish the story. So look, they call. I called the uh, this girl up, and this was somebody I used to knock off. Like I used to smash off on the regular. You like sex buddies from back in the day. So I was, but she she was a freak. So I went over. I called her. I said, hey, "What's up? What you doing?" And this is maybe. 3 o'clock in the morning. We played the let out after the club and looking for something to do. Called her up. 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm around your way. Now, we weren't even around the way, but I said, you you up? She was like, yeah, I'm up. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm about to come over. She was like, okay. I'll leave the door open for you. I was like, oh, real quick, by the way, I, I got my homie with me because I didn't, you know, I didn't drive. So is it cool if he comes with me too? She's like, yeah, she, she kind of woke up a little bit more. I'm like, what? Your friend? Who's your friend? No, no, just my buddy. You know what I mean? He's just there. I'm going to bring him over. Just say what's up real quick. She's like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know what I mean? We go over there. Now, the dude, he basically had already heard the stories about this this woman that I was with. Long story short, so he calls up, like, two of his homies, right? And then we, long story short, it ended up being, like, five guys over there, Okay. I'm passed out, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, not, I'm like sleep on the couch, you know what I'm saying? And and literally, this chick let like five dudes run a train on her. Can y'all believe that? Five, this is, now, now, this is a young woman who, you look at her now, is someone who is totally different, totally changed her life. I don't want to give out any information, but someone who you would not believe allowed five men to run a train on her. Actually, no, it wasn't five. It was more like four. Maybe like three of the four guys, you know, uh, or, you know, ran a train. But still, you know what I mean? That's a lot of bodies. Mark, what are your thoughts like that, man? You know anything about those types of stories? And I, Like I said, I gave you all the, you know, the PG sugar-coated version if there's a such thing when you're talking about a train in which, you know, three men participated. Yeah, when it when it comes to it, when it comes to that, man, I don't even think PG uh, even fits in that in that context, man. Because I mean, I'm, everyone who's listening now can just visualize what you just described, and <clears throat> I mean, you know, she she might have might have well, you know, changed her life, probably in church or whatever, and praising God, she saved and sanctified. But I mean, at the end of the day, man, like she still let three, four dudes hit at the same time. Like that's I don't know, man. Like you know, God God knows my heart, man. He, he'll answer the desire of my heart, and I do not desire a woman who had three, four guys on her in one night. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just, like, just thinking about it. Like, I don't even know. Like, if, even if I was with a woman and that, that came out, like, she admitted that, or, or one of my friends was like, yo, oh, you wiped up uh, such and such? Oh, man, yo, let me tell you a story about that. I don't know how I would react to that, dude, huh? Yeah, man, it's crazy. And, and the funny thing, just to take y'all back a little bit, the way I met this young woman was on the dance floor at a club. 
this now this was back like you know probably like ninety nine no probably like two thousand two thousand and one maybe when people actually danced in the clubs like when there were certain spots where you just knew you would come out sweaty you know what I mean like it wasn't like standing around take pictures all night it was like you know we're gonna get it in and so I met and she she was one of those I'm just gonna describe I'm just gonna be real with y'all like she had. Uh, a, a very big butt, like an abnormal, like Buffy the Body, almost. Like y'all know, you last Thursday night you got a chance to hear me interview Buffy the Body, classic interview, Celebrity Thursdays. Check out the archives if you missed it. But this woman was was basically built like that, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe but like one tad size smaller than Buffy. Um, but yeah, it was on that level, and um, that's how I met her. And we had one of those crazy dances on the dance floor. Like she was like my dance partner the whole night, exchanged numbers, um, trying to think. It was like one night. Like I didn't go over there that night, but I probably like called her up that during the week, maybe that following Thursday, something like that. Went over there, smashed. You know, that that's just what it was, and that's how easy it was. And you know, it's unfortunate that some women have so little respect for themselves. Well, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, she she did have very little respect for herself, but she she felt like, yeah, I'm a freak. I'm this bad girl, and that's just what it is. And women who come off like that, because we were basically friends with benefits for for a little bit, but I guess the moral of this story is that there is no respect whatsoever for a woman, any woman who allows herself to be a man's friend with benefits. This story is a perfect example of that. And I'm I'm I absolutely guilty here. Like my actions were deplorable. You guys should be looking at me and saying, Wow, Daydon, you were a real bastard back in the day. You basically engineered this young woman, you know, getting a train ran on her. And I did. I'm not you know, I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not trying to take myself out of it. I set that whole thing up. I mean obviously she was a, a willing participant but this is real. This is real life here. I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat stuff. I don't try to tell sugarcoated versions of stories like Steve Harvey to have you look at me in a positive light. No, I want you guys to know what happened. I want you guys to know what men do out here in those dog and player stages. I don't want y'all to look at this thing through rose-colored glass. I want y'all to know how real it gets and how men will view you. If you allow a man to be your friend with benefits, he will and has, I promise you, either contemplated or actively tried to engineer some form of train being ran on you. That's the whole point of having a friend with benefits. Now, whether or not you're cool with that, you know, will depend on you. But don't you for a second think that thought didn't go through his mind to make a whore out of you. Women don't get it, Lewis. I know that's a world that you're not really into and haven't experienced, but what are your thoughts, man, just hearing this stuff? It's crazy. Well, again, without, the thing that came to my mind is, I think on one of our previous shows we talked about um, a woman's number. Now, now, think about this. We're talking about, you know, someone who's 7, 10, 13, or whatever. This woman had three in one night. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 crazy. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out to Jay New. He said, "Shame on me." I know, shame on me. I'm I'm slapping the back of my hand now as we speak. You know what I mean? You know, I'm I'm you know, it's not cool. 
But you got to realize, man, you know, you think that was the first time she did something like that? You think that was the last time she did something like that? Doubt it. In fact, I know it wasn't. And so that's what I'm saying to you. You guys have to take responsibility for your actions. It's There's no exceptions to these rules. It's not, okay, no, I hear what, they, they, what they're saying, but I'm going to continue having sex with so-and-so. And he that's not going to be me. He doesn't view me the way they down in those four guys viewed that young woman. No, he does. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. You understand that woman who followed me home? Like, there really are pictures that exist from her. You know, it was in the summertime, and, and there are pictures that, 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 that were taken. You know, a lot of y'all are on videotape. Those are the things that the Bible says for the wages of sin are death. And so you need to understand that when you engage yourself into certain, in, in certain activities and certain behaviors, there are consequences to them. There are STDs. There are hidden video cameras. There are men hiding in the closet for a laugh. You know, there will be trains ran. You know, there are all types of negative things. There are pregnancies. There are deadbeat dads. God warns us against this type of behavior, this fornication for a reason. You know, we're giving you guys an accurate, as, as accurate of a picture as could possibly be painted tonight in regards to these topics. But if you're going to be a good girl, if you're going to be a church girl, if you're going to be celibate, then do those things. Be celibate, you know, but be authentic, be genuine with it. Let the fellas give some last-minute words of wisdom, man. Steve. This is it. People are calling this a classic show, man. What What do you want to leave the people with tonight? Well, ladies, you know, they talk about the nice guy doing too much, ladies. The nice girl, the guy that you want that doesn't really want you, just don't do too much. You know, let him prove himself. Let him uh, present that, you know, engagement ring. Let him uh, wait longer than 90 days. <laughs> You know, just, uh, you know, just nice guys, just nice girls. Folks just got to bring, come back to reality, get some logic in the game, or you'll become a casualty of the game. And God bless everybody. Have a good night. Absolutely, Steve. Man, I'll see you next week. I keep it real, man. I didn't know how real I kept it. I don't care, man. People are saying, oh, dang, oh, a lot of guys want to I don't even think I care what people think. This is real life right here, man. I'd rather help people. If, if me, like I said, man, just call me the dark knight. You know what I mean? If people need me to be the bad guy, if people need me to put myself out there, if it means that people's lives will, lives will be saved and, and maybe one person will see the what the real effects, not the sugar-coated effects, but the real effects of their actions, and if it takes me to give you guys personal real-life stories that other people are afraid to give, you know what I mean? People outside of this show, people that you may be more familiar with, then I will be that guy. You understand? And that's and all I ask is that people at least if I'm gonna put myself out there like that, I you at least have to listen and you at least have to take my words and these stories and use them productively to make better decisions for your life. That's all I ask. Lewis, what would you leave the people with this evening? Hey ladies. Stop making sex your God. If anything you put first ahead of Christ is your God. And every time you're going out there and you're having sex and you're letting it, uh, you know, make you 
make certain decisions you're making it to God. Stop perpetrating on uh, Sunday mornings. I mean, you need to just be real. Now it's time to do a reality check, look in the mirror, and, and just be real what's going on because you're not fooling anybody on Sunday. Just stop making sense of your God. Keep your legs closed. And that's the only way you'll be respected and found by the right man. That's it. There is no easy way around it. There is no, you know, exceptions to the rule. It's pretty much keep your legs closed, respect your body, and men will treat you according if, you, if you're a freak. And then we didn't even get a chance to talk about the church girls who are freaks in church. You know, the church outfits that really aren't church outfits, but you would like people to believe that they're church outfits. You know, the outfits that just happen, the dresses that just happen to have the cleavage that fits your bra size or your breast size the the, the perfect way to accentuate what you want to accentuate. You know, those, those those pants that fit just a little too tight, that suit that hugs the curves the right the way like you like them to so that men will look at you in a certain way. You're going to church for God, but really you're trying to leave with a man. Don't think we don't pick up on those tricks, ladies. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to be too freaky, but you don't want to be too conservative to the point where you don't feel like you'll be able to get the attention of your future husband. Oh, trust me, we, we're very familiar with those games. Mark, what last-minute words would you like to leave with the uh, with the people? Man, last-minute words, man. Yo, hoes are in abundance out here, man. They are all over the place. Church, outside of church, bus stops, train stations—you name it, man. It's like that—that—that that, that story with the with the chick getting the train ran on her. I mean, that was that was not the first time, man. And I know women firsthand who like they, their dream—they actually fantasize, you know, to be with two guys. And I'm like, you know, these same women, man. Like, you have to understand your your past is gonna is gonna is gonna catch up to you. Like a man like myself. You know, at the end of the day, I'm looking for a woman who's who's better than me, man. Like spiritually, just her her whole outlook on life. I'm looking for a woman who's better than me. Um, you know, and, and and for me to look at a woman who has hoist tendencies as somebody that I'm I, I would consider building with, I would be lying to myself. So it's like you know, I I, I just put it all to God. I, I've left everything in His hands. You know, I pray to him daily that he just allows me to make the right decisions and he stays close to me and, you know, in spite of being tempted on a daily basis. And, you know, so far it's everything has been great. You know, I've been consistent. But, you know, like I said earlier, it, it's definitely a challenge because the reality is holes are out here in abundance. And this is a sad, sad situation. Yeah, man, you're right. Holes are, uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, it, it's crazy because, um, you know, you guys as women – I'm all about empowering you guys, and you don't. Many of you don't realize how much power you have. You know, we will follow your lead. If you are the good girl, that you know, you say you're the good girl, and your actions show that you're the good girl. We will treat you like a good girl. We will be respectful. We will do what we need to do to wife you up. You will be found by that special man. But if you claim to be a good girl and you end up, you act like a freak, and your actions show that you're a freak but you still want people to view you as a good girl, you will be treated like a hoe. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. <laughs> the only women who get treated respectably are the actual respectable women. Everyone else is going to be treated like a hoe. James, what are your thoughts, man? What, Like I said, what would you like to leave the people with? You know, Dadar, man, it was a great show tonight. Appreciated the fellows' input. Uh, definitely enjoy spending time with you guys. 
uh, all I can leave the ladies with is uh, please don't believe the hype out here. There are great men out here that are looking for great women to marry. Not all of us are players. Not all of us are dogs. There are men out here that are looking for good women to marry. And we want women that are, we don't want women that are, that can quote every single scripture in the Bible. All we're asking for is a woman that's 100% emotionally available, a woman that respects her body, and a woman that has a great attitude. And if you can get those three things together, then you're well on your way to finding a man that God is going to bless you with. Oh man, I mean that's I don't even know what else to say after that, guys. I mean, I don't I think honestly there's nothing else to say. I appreciate uh you guys for listening in. If you guys are or have been listening and you said, "Wow, you know what? This is something that I want, you know, for my life. This is something that I I don't want to go. I want that man who's going to view me in that special way." Well, then, you know, give me a call. I've helped a number of women help uh, or change, you know, change their lives for the better. Uh, call me, 855-55-DATON. Uh, you can shoot me an email at info at trctoday.com, and uh, we can start the process of helping you guys become that woman that men will view and, uh, and cherish. So I appreciate the, you know, the ratings have been crazy. Like I said, last week people are listening to the archives. I mean, I, like as like I've never seen before, it's ridiculous out here. People are listening almost 24 hours a day at work, during the day, lunch break, while they're working out after. I mean, all people are listening to this show all the time, everywhere, all over the world. So I do appreciate the love. And, um, you know, keep listening. Seven nights a week. I'll see you all tomorrow night. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. we been here before, girl. On this shit again, but we didn't come too far to stop or give up. And I know you think it's better to just leave. And this is where we disagree. But I know I'm shooting with my words. Cause I've got only words. You know my actions are louder than what you heard. I'm tired of this arguing, and I wish for one last thing. It means the world to me. Baby, to the wheels fall off, feel me It's real love and I still believe If I wish on one last thing Let's call, let's kiss Baby, just one last thing Let's talk, let's live Baby, just one last thing Let's do it all, through the pain Let's be the And tired of deja vu Cause Here we are again at the top of our lungs Do we both know we love harder than we Give each other a chance to see And every time I see tears is hurt Tell me is it really worth You crying, me lying, it's absurd A better man is what I'ma be So I wish for one last thing And that's you and me I wish on one last